The Dad presents episode 34. We want Mo Ash. <sighs> it all starts right now. So you had to jack off a pig? I jacked off a pig. Nice. Hello and welcome to The Dad Presents, episode number 34. This is B, everybody. I'm here, of course, with Jay Maddie. What's going on, fellas? And of course, there's Dog. Hey, everybody. <laughs> We're back. Took a little time off, but bouncing back into action. Got some special guests coming up on the show uh, from the full release podcast. And guys, guys and girls, if you guys want to hear something interesting health-wise, they talk about everything the sex and all this other a re- weird mix of a comedian and a urologist. Uh, Dr. Ashley, her boyfriend, Mo Mandel. Many of you guys know him. He was on Chelsea Handler a bunch of times. He's a comedian. We're going to talk with them shortly. Um, yeah. But, you know, we'll check in with everybody. Like, it's been a minute. How's everybody doing? Everybody doing okay? Doing good, man. Thank you. Anything to report? Anything I need? Any STDs? Yeah, I, I, I got a report. <laughs> I got a report. Yeah. I got a report. Go uh, as we're sitting here, I just got a text from my sister. Okay. She just delivered a baby. Well, happy. Right. Literally like two minutes ago. Yeah. Happy baby day, Maddie's yep. sister. Yep. Don't even know the sex yet. Oh, well. That, 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 that is hot off the wire. Man, we bring you breaking news here. We're better than the CNN, MSNBC, and Fox. Because we bring you up to the minute news, folks. They won't tell you about my sister. Nope. And you know, it's a story more Americans need to know about. Your sister <laughs> having sex and having a baby. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. She didn't need to frame it that way. Well, you know your sister had sex, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure she did. Yeah. All right, great. I heard her husband has a giant one, too. That's oh, the rumor. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. yeah. He's giving her so that You're talking meat. about your, uh, her husband's horn? Yeah. talking about that with. All right, let's move it along. Yes, before please. you get me in trouble. Exactly, doggy. What's going <laughs> hey, on? With turn you? my levels up. Turn mm-hmm. my levels up. Oh man, me man, I'm just chilling. You're chilling. Yeah, I'm not getting into shit. Just trying to stay out of trouble, man. Well, you know that's a challenge for you. So Hell yeah, so good I'm luck just with that. Been staying away from Las Vegas and shit like that. You just uh, said five seconds ago to us that you are tired of strip clubs. Yeah, Something I'm I tired I'd never of them. Yeah, they're just they're just worn out. I'm just tired of them, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm you, tired of all the holes and. You know, dance sliding down your leg and shit like that. I'm just tired of all. He's that tired shit. of it. I mean, you know, for no reason they'll just get on you and just start sliding down your leg. And he's got to have all the strip club records, whatever those are. Like, oh yeah, I'm done. No doubt. Yeah, Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's time to just hang it up, doggy. Yeah, I'm burnt out. Yeah, you know, like when you go to a restaurant and they have pictures of the celebrities on the wall. Yeah, that that's that's dog in every strip club in America. Is, he's got they got his picture up. Yeah, is there a senior circuit for strip clubs? Like after you don't like in golf, like after you can't hang with the young kids, you go and watch old strippers. Like maybe there's a place you can go watch them. Yeah, it's called West Virginia. Ooh, that's yeah. Now you know, dog. I mean, this this was inevitable, but you did ten years hard time. You didn't. You didn't. You know, people might might hear this and think. You know, we got a pervert on our hands. Not but, at all. But what we got is a man who was robbed of his sexuality for a decade, right. trying to make up for lost time. So, yeah. So we we uh, we, we feel you. And we you know, it. the scary part about it is, you know, why I'm kind of through with it too, because the strippers are nowadays it's seeming younger and younger. Yeah. Well, it's or like you're damn. older and older, bro. Well, yeah. It's almost like damn, man. That could that could be my daughter. Yeah. You well, know, and she's you legit. Know, yeah, and twenty one, and it's just like all all of a sudden, I'm just not attracted. Yeah, and with him, literally, that could be his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So anyway, let's go to our favorite part of the show. It is parenting question time, folks. 
J. Maddie, hit us with a couple. Right on. Well, guys, thank you for keeping the parenting questions coming. Uh, you can send them to Matt at The Dad Presents. You can also send them to us on Facebook at thedadpresents.com. Um, so today we got Sandra from Illinois with question number one. All right. Hey, Sandy. I yeah. just changed everybody's name. Yeah. That's Sandy. That's now. all right. That's Sandy. All right. She's from Illinois. She says, what kinds of chores do you give to your kids, and do you pay them allowance? My husband and I debate this. Mm. Yeah, you know, we're getting at that point where she just turned 10 last week, or week before last, something like that, anyway. But it's time that she gets more responsibility. And my, and my wife and I struggle with this, because she thinks in the morning it's my job to help her get dressed. And I'm like, she's 10 years old. She should get her own clothes. She should find her own shoes, just like I do. Do I turn to anybody in the house at 45 and say, hey, where are my shoes at? Do you help her get dressed at 10 no, years old? No, I, I refuse. And that's a, yeah, a growing, growing sort of discontent in this household, because my wife refuses to let this child grow up. But... No, there is a time, and I think it is about right now for her, because she just sort of, she's spoiled. She, she finishes eating, she leaves her shit on the, on the table, walks out. Somebody comes and cleans it up. That's got to stop. So, no, chores are, I think, coming for her, and I do encourage chores. And I also encourage paying them, because they got to start realizing the value of money. This, this girl, I gave her some money the other day to go buy something from a cafeteria. She gave the person $10 and walked out without getting change. Mm-hmm. So... They got to understand value of money. That's how you do it. If that's how you choose to do it, I think that's great. And, of course, chores are a necessity as well. Doggy, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I have to take it back to my days. You know what I'm saying? Like, chores were a necessity for me in my household. Yeah. I started doing chores at 10 years old. Mm -hmm. That's about right. Mopping the floors, washing down the back. And I have a pretty big house. So Mm -hmm. it's like I had to do a lot of shit. I couldn't even leave the house without making up my bed. Yeah. Yeah. So... And then I did get paid for it. It was some crumbs, but no, I but, did get paid for it. But it taught you the value of yeah, money. Yeah, it taught me the value of money a little bit. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, hey, I would say start them at like, what, 10? Start them young doing chores. I agree. And then wash the dishes the old-fashioned way. Don't put them in the dishwasher. Oh, I like the dishwasher. Wash them in the sink. Oh. You know, and get into them and get them good and then dry them off. You know, like rinse them off, then dry them off. Yeah. The old-fashioned way. Like a pilgrim. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm, I mostly agree with you guys. Now, I'm going to give you the, the other point of view from one of our previous guests. But, yeah, I agree with you guys. Um, a lot of parents today, they, they think it's abusive to give your kids chores, no. which I think is ridiculous. I, honestly, my kids have had chores since they've been four years old. Sweet. I think it's an important part of learning to be responsible, um, you know, and just, just not being spoiled. My kids' chores involve taking care of the chickens, feeding them, putting them in and out of the coop making their beds, cleaning up their toys, so on and so forth. And yes, we do pay them because I grew I grew up with chores, but no allowance. And I, I didn't understand money probably until I was about 35. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important to understand the value of money, how to use it, how to save it. So I pay my kids a healthy allowance for their chores. Mm-hmm. And when they want something, they don't ask me for it. They ask me to take them to the store so they can buy it. So it's like enough where they can buy toys and and whatever they know, they want, so they get used to budgeting their money. Sure. Now, I want to offer the, the opposite opinion. We had a guest on here, Larry Sharp. You guys remember Larry, right? That's right. Larry. Super, yeah. Larry. Super smart guy. Super mm-hmm. smart guy. He was running for governor, and somehow this came up on the show, and he is pro cho- uh, pro-chore, but he says not to pay allowance because uh, you, you want kids doing the chores because they are, are a part of the family, and uh, you should not tie it 
to a financial reward. Mm-hmm. If you want to give them a, an allowance, make it something that is separate from the chores. So That's just giving that perspective on it. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you a question. Because your kids are half Asian, are they more used to the sweatshop you have them working in? Well, I, I'm offended by that. <laughs> and my kids are not half Asian. What I like to tell people is they are 100% human oh okay yes shame Sorry. on you it's my fault i yeah. couldn't resist there was an asian joke and i took advantage you sure did next question question number two we got gary coming in from arizona gary oh, arizona. gary uh gary I, i'm not sure if we've had this question before or not but it's a good question and uh you know we've done about 40 of these shows now so you sure. know we might repeat some questions i don't know but gary asks he says i have one kid he's smart He's a stud, he's athletic, he's mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. And I got another kid who's needy, whiny, and not so bright. Oh. Do you guys have a favorite kid, and do you think it's okay to have a favorite? I don't think you ever have a true favorite. I think, you know, there's you're human, so I think the thing is, is you may identify more with one than the other one, but in terms of how you weigh, how you love them, that sort of thing... I don't think you can do it. I think I, I I don't truly think you can do it. I think there's obviously you may be closer to another one because they're they're more like you or that sort of thing. But you you love your kids the same. Um, I yeah. I don't think there's a, a room to pick a favorite. And if you do have a favorite, don't admit to it. That's my my best advice. <laughs> Doggy, what about you? Um, you know, I've never been in this situation, but I know if I ever were to be in the situation, I would. Love both of my kids the same. Sure. And Gary, this is one I want you to pay attention to the child that's, you know, whiny and bitchy and all that mm-hmm. that you said that's going on because he could be uh, gay. Uh-oh. How you so doing? just, you know, <laughs> just pay attention to the sex, sexuality of of the child because that kind of sounds like, like a little gay, uh, you know. Movements and shit. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> you know, know, like actions. <laughs> which is totally stuff. okay, right? Yeah, dog? Which is so, yeah totally it's right. totally okay. Just right. you know, so he, he can come out. So he can come make out him sooner. comfortable. Yeah, make That's him comfortable. Right. All right, yeah. sure. Here, here, here's what I have to say about it. <laughs> is it okay to have a favorite? Absolutely, it is okay. You can't help uh, if you if you like one kid more than the other. Is it okay for that to happen? Yeah, because you, you can't help it. It's not okay to let them know that. Sure. And it's not okay to love one more than the other. But is no. it okay to, to have a... Yeah, I mean, you have everybody has friends. You enjoy some friends more than others. It's, it, it's the same with females. It's the same with your children. You, you might enjoy one. You might have more in common with that child, and that's perfectly normal and healthy. But it also might be that that second kid, not that he might be gay, maybe he is, I don't see what that has to do with anything, but that second kid might just require a little more work and a little more attention, and that's your job as his dad to find a way to connect with him and uh, strengthen that relationship. That's on you more than it's on him. Sure. So, so work at making that relationship a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, Gary? Way to go, Gary. Hey, good luck, Gary. Gary. Good luck, man. Gary and Sandy. All right. I love so- it. Okay, Dad Heads, we got special guests for you today. We got Dr. Ashley and her boyfriend, comedian Mo Mandel. They host a podcast called The Full Release Podcast, where they talk a lot about our favorite subject, dick. Guys, what, tell us a little bit about your podcast. <laughs> uh, well, you, you nail it. Just dick. It's dick all day on the old podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> We just talk about all varieties of genitals and, uh, you know, various things related to interpersonal um, 
aspects of dealing with your genitals. And <laughs> yeah, well, Doc, so Ashley is a urologist and a sexual medicine specialist, and I'm a comedian, and so we figured, you know, we'd have a, a good chance of pulling off some kind of like love line, you know. That yeah, that that that's the vibe we get from it. It's it's terrific. I. I I really enjoy the show. I I learn a lot. Yeah, and you're way cuter than Dr. Drew, so that's a bonus. Are you talking about Mo? I, yeah, I was I talking about Mo. I'm talking about Mo. Yeah, I, I agree, Mo. You are way cuter than Dr. Drew. <laughs> no, you know if you call the ladies, you know, Dr. Drew is still uh, swinging hard for uh, for you know Dr. Sexy Factor. Yeah, mm. the Silver Fox yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, he is for sure. Okay, so so um, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, yeah, so it's been, it's been interesting, you know, so we take calls from people and stuff like that, so I, I don't know, I didn't know anything about all this, so it's kind of funny now, like, I have a friend who's dealing with, like, kidney stones, you know, he was complaining about it the other day, and I was like, oh, you know, what you got to do is get this, like, oh, wow, I'm actually learning this, Yeah, speaking of kidney stones. I'm a surgeon myself at this point. Speaking of kidney stones, I'm dealing with that at the moment. You got any advice for me, doctor? No way. Yeah. Oh, well, you got to give me a little. Got to give you a little what? Give me, give me some more of the details. Sorry, I was just... Uh, stones. Uh, anger gestures at low. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I went in. I had severe pain in the middle of the night. I went into the uh-huh. ER, and uh, I thought I thought my appendix had ruptured or something because that happened to my mom when, when I was a kid. And they did, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, they did the exam, and they said it's kidney stones, and they sent me home with a little basket to pee in, and, and that's what I did. <laughs> a basket to pee in? Yeah, you pee in this little basket, so and it's supposed to still- filter out. And then you take it to like a picnic, or how's that work? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I feel like a basket is the wrong receptacle to pee in. Yeah. It would be like a bucket, right? Would that that's that's what I thought. I, I, guess, I guess the the right word is a strainer. It's like a strainer. You hold yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. All oh. there's the reusable ones. There's the single use. There's the plastic, the cardboard, the funnel shaped. Yeah. This one. This yeah. one looks exactly like a strainer that you would use for spaghetti, and it's definitely reusable. I I use it every time. Oh. Yeah, but That's I'm doing okay. One. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Have you caught the stone yet? <laughs> I caught a couple. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh. Yeah. Mazel tov. So what was yeah. your largest stone? Oh, I don't know. About, uh, I don't know, fingernail size. Like the, the part you'd cut off. You know, I don't know. I, I, I haven't, I guess like two and a half millimeters is what he said. Does that sound yeah, right? So that, that was the largest you had, two and a half millimeters. I think That's so. Pretty small. Yeah. 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 I mean, you'll, you'll just pass those on your own. You got to drink tons of water. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say if you've ever had that before, you should definitely, you know, either see a nephrologist or a urologist and kind of talk about dietary modifications. See if you need to do some additional testing, you know, there are medications that you can start to, to prevent additional stones. But, you know, by and large, the main thing is to make sure that you're drinking like a ton of water, not eating too much salt. Yeah. Um, I don't drink water. I drink I drink coffee and 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 beer. So that that's the first thing that needs to change. Yeah, that that's healthy. <laughs> yeah. um, as long as we're giving out yeah. free me- medical advice, and you know, I, my Obamacare is getting stripped from me. But oh, we didn't say this is free, guys. <laughs> oh, this, oh, sorry. <laughs> is there a bill coming? Yeah, we're getting your Venmo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay. This, this is my advice is free, but I would have to tell make a caveat, which we say at the end of our podcast that it's not um, considered. 
medical legally binding. Yes. They haven't actually assessed you as, as your patient. Yes. So what you're saying is we can't sue you if this doesn't work. Yeah. John makes us say it's entertainment only. It's not. Yes. This medical opinion right now is entertainment only. Yes. Gotcha. Um, my question, Dr. Ashley, this happens yeah, to me yeah. every once in a while. Not every day, but every once in a while. Okay. As I've gotten older. I'm 45 now. Okay. Uh-huh. Every once in a while, I'll rush somewhere and I'll just, to sit down. I'm rushing, not paying attention, sit down, and I sit on my balls. <laughs> Didn't happen when I was 25. Happening now when I'm 45. What does that mean? Like, why is your is are your balls hanging lower? I I don't know what it is. That's the only thing it, I guess it could be. But it just started happening like in my forties and didn't happen previous. You know, you forced us all to picture that, and now I'm angry with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you know, what? I they get in the way. I a good answer to that. You they, know, people's I mean, people's balls do definitely sit lower as they get older. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what what the reason for that is. Well, gravity. Uh, it's like it, boobs, it isn't it? Gravity. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's just it's just sort of is a sack just sort of just hanging like by my kneecaps, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's the same thing as like old lady arms, you know? Yeah. Things hanging a little more, like. Oh yeah. Jesus, that's not encouraging. Is there a an industry for you know like if women get like breast lifts? Do guys get scrotal lifts? I wonder if that's like a thing that uh, uh, is going around. If women have G strings, could you have like a B string for boys? No. <laughs> Start that I mean, <laughs> stra- jock straps and, and scrotal supports we have people wear all the time. I mean, you could definitely start wearing some sort of, like, supportive undergarment. That would I be... Mean, <laughs> I do. I make the guys leave the hospital wearing, like, a scrotal supporter. Wow. Um, That's sexy. You, putting a scrotal supporter on a guy who's out. Yeah. Who's, like, a big guy. It's not an easy thing to do. No. I, yeah. I, I think I'd, I'll just try not to sit on my balls. Okay, enough about bees balls. Enough about bees balls. Here's here's what I want to ask. We're we're primarily a parenting show. Um, we talk about yeah. dick a lot, but we are a parenting show. So I want to ask a parenting type question. In one of your recent episodes, uh, you guys talked about marijuana. So I'm a, I'm a big advocate of marijuana. Uh, my wife is also trying to get pregnant with our third child. I'm I'm trying less hard than her, basically. But um, you 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 stated something about a new study where marijuana can lower sperm count, uh, retard the sperm, and decrease the, the quantity and quality of the sperm. So uh, that's news to me and probably most people. Uh, where did this study come from? Is it, is it reliable? And what's, what's your opinion on it? Oh, yeah. Well, um, I'd have to pull up that particular study. But um, it was a good study, and it was you know pub- published... Um, you know, one of the abstracts in our in our American Urologic Association conference, which is the largest uro- urology conference in the world on a yearly basis, and it's pretty hard to get um, a, you know scientific projects accepted into it, um, and it's ver- vetted you know in a very legitimate way. Now, that study was um, you know basically what we call retrospective, which means you know you had a bunch of guys that. Um, you know, who were using marijuana and they, and they compare their sperm to men who weren't and also men who were smokers, I believe. Uh, and again, I haven't looked at that. You know, I looked at the paper at the time we did that podcast, but, so I don't have it in front of me at the moment. But, um, you know, point being that it, it, you know, is a legitimate scientific article. Would it be the, you know, be all end all on this topic? Definitely not. Um, you know, there's just not enough research at all. Right. And I think right. the, the important takeaway from that 
is realizing that marijuana and its effects on fertility is so minimally researched. Like we just do not know. And is that, and that's because, uh, it's been illegal for so long, right? That's, that's why we really don't have the studies or is there another reason there's no studies? Yeah, no, I mean, that's a huge part of the, the reason, right? So if you go to the NIH, that's the National Institutes of Health, where people go to get their funding for, for you know, the vast majority of research studies um, and say, hey, I want to study the effect of marijuana use on sperm. They'll say, you know, in a, in a prospective fashion, right, because that would be the, the highest level of medical evidence to take a bunch of guys, to, you know, 50 guys and randomize them 25 to use marijuana, 25 to not, and look at their you know, sperm parameters before and after. But the problem is, if marijuana is not legal and still is not legal on a federal level, you can't say, I'm going to use federal tax dollars to prescribe people this and look at the effects on the body of it, right? right. It's just not going to happen. So there's been absolutely zero um, you know, research that's been done in that particular way. And even this study was not done in that particular way. They were just, you know, finding people who had been using marijuana of their own accord and then looking at the effect on their human parameters, right? They put like a moral sort of thing on these studies, like, or is it kind of like you can't run that test legally because that involves doing something illegal? Right, exactly. You can't say like, I I want to study the effect of of PCP on people, so I'm gonna like. You know, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I want to study that. PCP, like I want to do, do a, a test on PCP and how it uh, affects your ability to rob people. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think that one's conclusive. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, like it's yeah. like um, mushrooms now. They're they're starting to use magic mushrooms to treat some, uh, or people people are doing it themselves to treat some depression. But there's not a lot of studies on this yet because they've been illegal forever but from what's out there in the ether on the internet seems to be something that can be used to treat it so i guess yeah, I, I mean but the, you know i mean there's a lot of uh, unfortunately there are a lot of things that may have legitimate potential but there's also just so much garbage on the internet right so no we just, we just have to be <laughs> so careful with and i'm not saying that you know like um hallucinogenics and depression don't have a legitimate connection because they do. Um, I just, you know, we just like people just have to be so cautious, you know, I think, um, and, and particularly with, with, you know, bringing in things like marijuana and ascribing, you know, health benefits versus detriment, like until we know legitimately, and these things are robustly studied, like everything people are saying about the health benefits and, detriments of marijuana is just like we just don't know yeah you know and i I think the crazy too much like we got a we got a big response to that episode too because i think like a lot of people like um marijuana has such a great pr campaign Mm -hmm. who use it that it's just good for everything Mm -hmm. like it just you know it's good for you it makes your food taste better makes your so did the thought that like there could be any negative effects i think it kind of freaked a lot of people out yeah, but you're right. To me, to me, it makes sense because it's like, regardless if it's a natural herb or whatever, like people are, it's still like, I don't know, like a lot, most people smoke it still. Right. So it's still like that's bad regardless. And then there's like, you know, what, is there anything we, I mean, hell, even soy milk when you drink too much, it gives you too much estrogen. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like everything that people do a lot 
can, you know, if it gets out of balance, can have a negative effects on their body. Sure, I think. And I think the other thing, just to, I think part of the problem is a lot of people like myself get most of our health advice from uh, the Joe Rogan podcast rather than doctors. Right. You know exactly. What I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There was most of the people who responded more people who listened to Joe Rogan. There was part of the kid that's running. I know Joe makes it seem like, I mean, you know, he loves it. Yeah. It's like, look, if you're a special kind of human being like Joe Rogan, you could be high all the time and still accomplish everything anyone could ever hope to accomplish, basically. But the weird thing, but to other people, you know, it obviously does not have that same effect at all, you know. I always found weed weird, because when I was smoking, like, it just seemed like it would affect everyone completely differently. Yeah. So it just always seems strange to me how you could, like, and, and mushrooms, too, for people I know who've used a lot of that. It seems like people respond to hallucinogenics in such an extremely different way. That's definitely true. That, yeah, definitely true. I mean... How would you... You know, how would you prescribe it to anybody? Because you would have no idea what it's going to actually do to them. Yeah, it definitely well, affects people differently. Mm-hmm. For, for sure, there are people who, like, fire many children while using a ton of weed, right? Like, it doesn't render every guy, in, you know, infertile, for sure. I think, you know, the point for discussing that article was just that if you're somebody who's having trouble and you're looking at potentially modifiable factors, you know, my recommendation would be to stop using marijuana and see if that helps. And, and it doesn't mean that it necessarily will, and it doesn't mean that you can't go back to, you know, like using however much you want in the future. But I do think if you're having trouble and you're using marijuana, like if you were my patient, I would tell you to stop and see if you can get pregnant for sure. Like, for sure, that would be my advice. Well, I'm 46, uh, and my wife is 40, and she's trying to have our third, so maybe marijuana can be my secret weapon to preventing this from happening. <laughs> we'll we're, we're see. Well, yeah, I mean, right, that, right. that might be a secret <laughs> contraception. Yes, I don't know. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> yeah, B, you had a question? Right before you have sex, take a big hit and try to blow it right into the hole of your penis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that also that, could be... That's kinky. Yeah, that also could be a reason you could tell her why you forgot her name. No? Okay. Um, I have a question. My, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I listened to the last show, or I think the last show, and you came up with the uh, very in- intriguing and challenging goal is to name your clitoris. Is that correct? Is that still going on? Can I jump in on that? Oh, wait, probably. Wait, you want to name doc- Dr. Ashley's clitoris? They offered it up. I'm not being a pervert. Maybe she wants to yeah, name it herself, or maybe you're Mo? Yeah. No, they put it out there. Okay. you got to listen to the show. you got to do your research, yeah, Maddie. Yeah, no, we put it out there. Sure they did. Right, right, right. Yeah. All right, what, what do you got, B? Oh, man. Yeah, I, we're still taking names. Okay, I got... I, this is going to be guaranteed. One of these names is going to hit, and I'm going to just go through my list real quick. There's just like a handful of names. Oh, my God, this is hilarious. This is going to be great. Okay, you're going to love me for this. Number one. Call it the hoodie. No? All right. Hoodie's one. Okay. All right. All right. Number yeah, two. Like number two. Resident Evil. <laughs> no. Resident like the, Evil. <laughs> like the movie, you know. Resident That's funny. I'm not sure why. But. Yeah, just, yeah. I, I thought it was funny. I was listening to the... Yeah. Okay. Number three. The Claw. No? The Claw? The claw. No? Okay. Why, why would it be The Claw? I don't know. It's just come with the names. No. Okay. How, How about, many of these you got? Two more. Two more. Two more. <laughs> Okay, this is the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator, Jim Bob Cooter. No? Jim Bob Cooter? Oh, I mean, that's good. I mean, that's definitely like, you're going to have to use that name when you're doing like a slow, long lovemaking session. I mean, that's not a quick name. No. Okay. So that's when you really want to kind of like sa- savor the whole experience. But I do like it. This is my number one. Yeah, I know. I like it. Oh, yeah. I, number one is 
Clitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> like yeah, Mary so Poppins. Stupid, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. So just, you know, okay. send whatever you winnings to me. You promised some swag, T-shirt, something like that. I think I won the contest. No? You definitely won the contest. Uh, psh, there it is. I don't know. <laughs> there was a, uh, I, I liked that a lot. There was a, uh, I think there was a, a band in my college, and their name was the Clitophrenics. Oh. That was pretty fucking good. No way. Clitty Clitty Bang Bang's pretty Yeah, I like Clitty Clitty Bang Bang. Bang, 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 bang works. But, but it, it's too long. You can't. I like Resident you can't. Evil. <laughs> Resident Evil. Near your vagina. Why are they called Resident Evil? I don't know why that's funny. I think that's sexist. I don't know. I can't support that one. Tell you my when I was in med school, um, one of the girls in med school, her and her boyfriend were both in our med school, and she has very large breasts, and he calls them bebop and rock steady. <laughs> nice, <laughs> like, just, like from Ninja Turtles, you know, like yeah, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just like for, I will never forget her, like the name of her boobs. So. <laughs> you can pretty much call boobs anything, and it works. No, like it does. A pair of things. Anything like you could be like, oh, look at those toasters. <laughs> look at those bumpa zumbas. Like, yeah, any word kind of works. It's weird. As long as it's like cutesy. Sure. Speaking of, of genital nicknames, I, I got I got kind of a medical question, and it relates to genital nicknames. All right. So I had uh, yeah. uh, cervical surgery. I had my spine fused, and uh, after the surgery, I came out of it, and the next day, without exaggeration my penis swelled up to about four times its size. So yeah, my penis continued to swell for about four days. I finally went into the doctor and they just put me on a bunch of, yeah, I'm circumcised. And that, that's another question we got to talk about because we fight about circumcision on this show all the time. But, um, went to the doctor, they put me on antibiotics and eventually it returned to normal. But since then my wife has referred to my penis as Thor. Mm. Um, but the doctor didn't really have a good answer for what, caused that in relation to the surgery what what could that have been did you have a catheter i did have a catheter and did they give you i mean was any other part of your body swollen was your scrotum no no just the penis just the penis just the Mm -hmm. penis very yeah you're the second doctor that's been stumped did you say did it go back down to normal size or it eventually went back down to size after like maybe two weeks so i don't know if it was the antibiotics or just ran its course or what but it was ridiculous didn't have like an erection no no it just it just got long and thick (laughs) (laughs) you're enjoying this too much it sounds like you had something called um, like edema, where it's just extra fluid that hasn't drained. And usually that happens after some sort of penile surgery, specifically. Mm. Um, or or, ma- or maybe your wife just maybe your wife just won a bet with a wizard. Needed <laughs> <laughs> right. to grow for a couple. Of weeks. <laughs> right? Or they yeah they did. She, she paid for some extra enhancement procedures. Yeah, she said, sure. hey, would you guys sure. there, put in some of this collagen into it? <laughs> <laughs> That's that's funny. Yeah, I don't. I don't honestly know. That sounds very odd. But yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that neither did they. Okay. So I mean, just the the genitalia nickname made me think of that. I got a. I got a, another question. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to get off the topic yeah. of my penis and get onto the subject of my uh, co-host penis. Nice. So I'm sure you get this question all the time, but my co-host is a large gay black man. Actually, and not it, gay, but is it? Okay. He's, he's gay. It's all right. <laughs> it, gay. It's it's 2019. It's perfectly acceptable. Be sure. Okay. Oh, anyway, 
is the rumor true, the, the stereotype? Do black men have larger penises than white men? Yeah, we, we, we've talked about this a few times, and there's, um, gosh, there have been a whole bunch of studies of this, and I think they say it's all fairly similar um, in my, to, to what I recall from the, from the, well, didn't they see a study too that Jewish guys had like somebody <laughs> had a study? I mean, I'm not sure. I think Mo's Jewish. I'm pretty sure he's Jewish. Somebody, did, somebody did have a study that seemed to. I guess like we've seen a bunch of different studies that people said it. It doesn't seem like there is a conclusive thing, but somebody had a study where like Jewish men were bigger than. I, I think I saw that. I saw it's, the study said the Jewish yeah, penises. I may have, I may have, I may have written that study. But I think <laughs> it was published somewhere. No. I, mean, I will say anecdotally. I, I think anecdotally, for my experience in my line of work, I would say these stereotypes are are generalizably true. Mm. Uh, of course, you know there's a range within every group. So Black people win. There's probably people who are smaller or black and larger or black, but yeah, I would tell you the average, you know, black guy probably yeah, no. must be larger than the average of other groups. But that would, anecdotally, I would say that would be the case. How does that make you feel, Maddie? I, I, I don't really believe it. Yeah. She said anecdotal. Well. No, but I did see the Jewish study. Have you guys ever taken them out and measured them side to side? Well, I mean, We're that's, doing it right that's now. what we did right before the show. <laughs> I mean, that was that this Settle this, this issue. <laughs> yeah. No, the Jewish study said that uh, actually Jewish penises loan the most money to other penises. Well, <laughs> um, well I mean, oh, yeah. I, uh, getting into the relationships, uh, I, I guess this is kind of a question for Mo. So you guys, you guys are a couple, and uh, Dr. Ashley deals with penis all day long. Has that ever presented any kind of problems in the relationship? Um, I mean, obviously, you're a doctor. It's all professional. But is there any? Has it created any kind of conflict for you guys? Well, I mean, it's funny. Like, it is. It is funny to think about. Like, you know, like anytime I think about what she's doing during the day, she's probably like standing there staring at another guy's dick. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, it's not really. You know, I, I definitely make jokes about it in my stand-up acts and whatever. Like, yeah, my girlfriend looks at dicks all day. Not like my ex-girlfriend did, but like in a professional way. <laughs> I mean, I, unless Ashley, I mean, this would be more of a question for her, but unless she's like, you know, comparing it to the 47 she saw that day, to me, it doesn't really seem to make much of a difference. Uh, I've been to the doctor for, you know, playing things myself, and there's never anything sexual going on, so I just sort of assume it's got to be the same. Yeah, I assume, I assume the same, but I have a buddy who's a gynecologist, and it, it does come up in the relationship. You wouldn't think it would, because it's work, and he's a How professional doctor. Well, she just gets a little um, not so thrilled with it some days. The wife. Well, I don't know. Right. I guess Mo's. I guess Mo's very secure in his that masculinity. Cause Wait, that's because Jewish guys have the biggest dicks. Apparently, doesn't like the fact that he's looking at other women's vaginas all day. Well, I could see it that way because men are just kind of scummier horn dogs. Sure, I get that. parts. Yeah, I. I would. Yeah, but then again. You know, nowadays, any male physician who is doing any sort of physical exam on a female genitalia is going to have a chaperone in the room, always. Oh, they do? That guy, your friend, the gynecologist, is never alone with any of these women 
when their pants are off. That's oh, a wow. fact. I like, didn't know that. So Is that I new? I don't know if he said that to her, but, like, mm. you know, she, she should know that the rules, you know, around that kind of exchange with a male physician are just so, like, regulated and, uh, you know, kind of, I don't know. I, I feel like she, she should, you know, probably not worry about it too much. Mm. But on my, from my end, personally, like, you know, yeah, it's not... It's just so radically different. Like, for example, yesterday, you know, I was doing a, a surgery and, uh, you know, it was a surgery kind of related to the penis. But all I was doing with during the entire case was thinking, you know, what's the next step of the surgery? What suture do I need? Like, is there bleeding I have to control? You know, like, so focused on that and if not stressed out. <laughs> you mm. know, definitely not one iota of my brain is thinking, like, Oh, this is a sexy penis. Of course not. Well, no, of course not. not. No one thinks that. that. Like, yeah. I don't know why guys send dick pics out. No, no one thinks that. No. I mean, no woman thinks that. It's no. Browsing. Yeah, no, wom- no woman. I've never heard a woman be like, oh, I got a creep out of a dick. I got so wet. <laughs> right. It does not exist in the real world. This is all a male fucking. Yeah. Browser. Yeah, men are more visual than women for sure. I think that's it. And it's just in any any body part, you know, when you get into a medical environment, right? Any body part is just the mystique and the mystery uh, and the emotions surrounding it just go away, right? So, like, again, in that same OR, kind that penis was out, and there was me, and there was the anesthesiologist, and there was the nurse, and the, you know, surgical tech, and the, the surgical assistant, and everyone's standing there, and nobody's thinking about sex mm-hmm. with the penis, right? It's just like another day doing surgery and if you're doing surgery on a colon or butt or something eyeball like it's just the thing that you're working on you know like nobody's thinking about it like yeah Mm -hmm. i I remember we've talked to another podcast but like i'm super uh hypochondriac and so a few times i've woken up with like pain in my testicles and i've gone and got if you call a a doctor about like that day they'll get you and to have someone like have someone check it out and both times I went in there, you basically have to get your son- your testicles sonogrammed, which involves wow. like, them like lying you down on a table and they fold a blanket around your penis and it's like just your ball sacks hanging out. Is there and a heartbeat? This, like kind of, yeah. I, like, basically, <laughs> that's what they're doing. They're just sonogramming it, kind of checking it out. Yeah. And I remember this girl. Um, this, uh, I guess she was like, well, I don't know what kind of she was like. She worked there, and her job was to just sonogram testicles. And I asked her, I'm like, what? Percentage of your day, or are you just doing this? She's like ninety percent of my time. <laughs> so all she does is look at just the ball sack. It's nice. The penis, just the ball sack. I'm like, that's gotta, that's gotta be a rough. Gig. Yeah, that that's a rough gig. Yeah, you're you're a professional doctor, but what what about what about the patients? Does does anyone ever, you know, get a little aroused? Is there any uncomfortable moment like that? And how do you deal with that? I mean, on very rare occasions you know, probably one in like 500 times that I see somebody, does somebody get partial, somewhat aroused? Mm, Got to be so embarrassing. Like, the thing you have to remember I'm aroused right now. is that, I mean, a lot of, a lot of arousal is not voluntary, right? So somebody could get like a partial erection because they're nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell if somebody's creepy or if they're nervous, right? So if somebody gets a partial erection just because they're nervous and you're, you know, examining their penis, like, you just pretend that it's not happening. Like, you just do the exam the way you would have anyway, and then have them put their pants on, and then you talk about their concerns. Is, is, is that, that true? It's not an issue. That getting nervous can give you an, an erection, or is that an excuse? Because it seems like getting nervous is what causes some impotence, isn't it? 
yeah, for sure. I mean, it goes both ways. Oh, it goes both ways? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Like you do. It goes both ways. All right. Um, One thing, and I didn't know you guys dated until I had to listen for a little bit. And then I was like, okay, I could kind of hear it in your voice. I'm like, these two people are definitely fucking. Like, I could hear it in your voices. What I want to know is because podcasts have different kinds. I mean, you don't don't really operate on a schedule. You kind of record when you want to, put it out when you want to, that sort of thing. Does sex ever take. We we release every every Thursday. Every Thursday. Okay. But does sex ever take. We record different days, but we release every Thursday. Yeah. Gotcha. Does sex ever take precedence over the podcast? Are you guys, like, say, for instance, you're gearing up to record, and then, you know, you guys got that feeling, you knock one out real quick, and then you record? Does that ever happen? Oh, I don't know if we ever record right after sex, but we've definitely not recorded because we wanted to have sex. Huh. Yeah. See, Matt? Like, sure. Because <laughs> Ashley works such long hours that yeah. a lot of times we'll be like, fuck, she gets off work at, like, you know, 9 o'clock, she's got to go to bed. Oh, man. She's got to get up at like four in the morning or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like two hours to be together. Are we going to fucking literally do an hour long podcast and then just not have time to have sex? And like, you know, sometimes that podcast will be a little shorter. That no, last, like- that last comment does not make me feel safe about penis surgery. You're, you're done working at 9 p.m. and you're back up at it at 4 a.m. That's crazy. I mean, that's just the world of a doctor. It's Ugh. crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, yes, I agree with Mo. <laughs> that, that's the worst I, I mean, part about dating a doctor or a surgeon. It makes you feel like such a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> I, like, I like work pretty hard, but like compared to her, I don't do anything. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm like in bed two hours after she's already left, and then I'm like taking a nap during the day. Mo, I want you to go look in the mirror and repeat, I like myself. I am worthy. Over and over <laughs> until right, you I'll believe it. it. I'll, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I like it when he has low self-esteem. He's easier to take advantage of. So. There you go. I, I hinted at circumcision. Can uh, Because we, we've argued about this on the show yes, several times as a parenting show. So sure. I want to ask you about circumcision. So I'm circumcised. All my siblings are circumcised. My children are circumcised. I'm anti-circumcision. I told my wife, if we have this next one, we're not doing the snip-snip. I believe that uh, you're robbing the child of making that decision himself, and also the the nerve endings. There's more nerve endings in the foreskin than anywhere else, and kids sometimes die from a botched surgery. And then, B, what's your your position on it? My position is sex is awkward enough then to roll out it you know, whenever you have it, 15 or 13 or whenever the first time is, you already are conscientious about everything that's going on. And now you pull out this hooded thing, this, you know, awkward sort of thing. It's one more hurdle for someone to get over as they're trying to do something that probably is the most uncomfortable moment of, the, of their life. Yeah, exactly. All he's got is cosmetics. I'm, I'm talking about well, actual health here. And so, there, there's, doctor, health, there's, there's been health reasons as no, well, No, no, none. Go ahead, doctor. Sure there is. Go ahead, doc. Uh, I mean, the bottom line is I think people should do whatever they want to their kids. That was very <laughs> political. That's totally fine. No, honestly. And, you know, my big problem on the circumcision front is when people get all, like, super into it, and they go online and they, like, you know, attack doctors on, like, these ant- violently anti-circumcision people, like, go and, like, fuck, you know, <laughs> troll doctors. That's and, like, Matt. That is not me. Conference. <laughs> There are people, like, protesting circumcision outside of the urology conference. And it's like, dude, like, the planet has so many problems. Like, get the fuck over yourself. Like, sure. Right. This is, why is this your, your, your big thing? And so, uh, you know, 
I think all the reasons why the people argue for against circumcision, like I, I don't feel super passionate or necessarily in agreement with those. Um, like, you know, I, I mean, you're saying about dying. I mean, I, I don't know what the rate is of somebody dying from a neonatal circumcision in the U S but I'm sure it's next to none. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I don't, I wouldn't make that an argument for not doing it. I'd say, you know, if you just don't feel like doing it, that's totally fine. I don't, I don't think you should go and tell somebody else not to circumcise their kids because of, you know, potential death. Um, and you know, in terms of the health benefits, right. I've seen, I've seen the entire lifespan of uncircumcised penises. Right. And I've seen the people like the smegma and the, you know, fungal infections guys get there you go. The penile cancer. Talk and, about it. You know, you see all the like stuff that happens when people don't take care of their penis under their foreskin. So mm. my recommendation is if you don't know how to pull it back and wash under there, <laughs> then, and you don't think you're going to teach your kids how to do that right, mm. then you should get them circumcised, you know? So just okay. make sure they know how to deal with their foreskin because otherwise it is going it to, it can potentially cause some issues. So it kind of sucks. What I'm hearing uh, is that there are some medical reasons to do it. The, sure. The, the stuff that I've been reading is, is not necessarily true. You are saying that it is true. There are medical reasons to get circumcised. Well, they, they tell that statistic about the cancer thing, because that, uh, that was one that blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, basically, the risk of penile cancer becomes almost non-existent if you've had a circumcision in the neonatal period, so right after birth. Um, <laughs> now, penile cancer is really rare, so it's, I don't think that's a reason to get circumcised, uh, because over your kid's lifespan, they're most likely not going to get penile cancer. But almost no people who are circumcised at birth get penile cancer. And penile cancer, frankly, sucks if you do get it, right? Like, mm. If it's invasive, you have to get part of your penis or all of it. Oh, wow. So, mm. um, you know, so, so that is a legitimate health benefit, okay. but it's a health benefit for rare conditions. So there's health um, benefits on both sides, then? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the health benefits of having a foreskin, I think, are... Um, I mean, uh, what are the, the the potential of increased sensitivity? I, unfortunately, I don't know if anybody has actually proven that. I mean, yes, you have more skin, you have more nerve endings because you have an additional like body part. But but the nerve endings functionally responsible for an orgasm are not located in your foreskin, right? They're located in a layer deep to the skin um, in something called the buck fascia, and they penetrate into your glands or the head of your penis, right? I mean, you don't render men unable to climax if they don't have a foreskin. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think, if anything, probably because the skin is covering over the head, you know, maybe there's increased sensitivity because of that, because it's somewhat protected. Um, I do know. That's like the big... that People say that a lot. I remember when I was in high school and somebody said that foreskin thing. I was, like, fucking pissed for, like, a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like, of all that, all those nerve endings? Right. Oh, that, that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. Don't go around and rub their foreskins until they ejaculate. Like, that's not how it works, right? Like, oh, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> I guys, right? It's just like, so people, like, walk around like that's some fucking thing that everybody, guy has to walk around and be pissed about. Like, shut up. Well, I mean, the thing, right. and this, this is my thing, is that isn't the sex pretty much very good as it is like hasn't sex and like probably made you make some horrible decisions if you felt more 
Would you ever leave your house? Like, th- I think th- there's such a thing as too much. You know what I mean? It's like, sex is pretty good as it is, but you want to, like, OD on it. It wasn't bad enough that you probably lost money, jobs, and everything else over sex or women or whatever. You want more good feelings. Th- I mean, that's that, that's my point of view. It just seems like it's good enough. Know, if there was, there's a, There should be a study on pre-ejaculation with foreskin and not foreskin. Hmm. The only friend I have who has at least openly told me he had problems with that when we were, when we were younger uh, is not circumcised. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A big problem for him. I will say that, you know, the be- major benefit I've seen to uncircumcised penises are that they're easier to, um, you know, masturbate, right? Like, hmm. because you have that excess skin, the... The mobility over the shaft is that. There's no difficulty in masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, let's dispel, let's dispel that myth right now. No difficulty. None. Like you've got that, like, sleeve of... It could not, it could yeah. not be easier to masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say, though, I want to say, I'm not anti-non-circumcision. I'm just anti-people, like, going around making... Making very strong statements about sure. things that we don't have scientific evidence for. I am you most of it definitely not due to your kids is vaccinate them, right, babe? Hardcore <laughs> anti-vaccine. <laughs> well, doctor, I'm I'm definitely glad I asked this question because I've never actually consulted with a doctor on this. I've just been going off things I've read. I yeah. mean, some things I've read from a doctor, but uh, you've given me a lot to consider here, and I might have to rethink my yeah. position, honestly. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I think if you don't want to your kid like that's totally totally fine it's totally fine i think it should be a personal preference well the whole reason i would your other kids of like you know sexual pleasure well that that was the thing the sexual pleasure and the health thing so you're you're kind of squashing that so i i gotta think about that that's that's good stuff what Mm -hmm. about what about my my brother uh i i shouldn't say that a guy i know (laughs) a guy i know is (laughs) Is getting ready for the old uh, snip snip. Now, um, yeah. that one that one um, gives me a little concern because I feel like okay, you're snipping, you're you're cutting off the 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 release of the sperm, right? It's no longer gonna gonna come out. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that just by simple math reduce the amount of pleasure you get from the orgasm? Ah, great question. So 95% of the volume of your ejaculate does not come from your testicles. Okay. So oh, wow. There when a go. guy has a vasectomy, you, the volume of your ejaculate probably is unnoticeably different after the vasectomy. Okay. Hmm. 5%, you say? Yeah. So maybe 5% yeah, less. Five, maybe, yeah, maybe 10%. But the vast majority of your ejaculate comes from your seminal vesicles and your prostate and those are not affected by a vasectomy. So when he has an, like, you know, ejaculates after his vasectomy, he probably won't notice a difference. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, and, so yeah. Yeah. Now that brings up, so you, the, you talk, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no. I mean, the guys who are going to have, like, nothing come out whatsoever mm-hmm. is after you have your prostate removed, right? Mm-hmm. Prostate cancer. Those are the guys who you say to them afterwards when you orgasm, this is going to be a dry orgasm, right? After a vasectomy, you don't, you don't say that. Yeah. So, yeah. No, you talked about the prostate and I, and we talked about this a couple of shows ago where I saw this in a movie where they talked about milking the prostate where they, some yeah. nerd. I was and, just going to ask about that. It, you see, we're on the same page. 
So you can do that, right? You can literally stick your finger in and massage like I massage the prostate. Is that the right word? You're asking then, like you don't know. <laughs> and then basically it leads to erection and then ejaculation. Is that accurate or am I off? When you say you see this in a movie, are you talking about American Pie? Too? It was it was it, it was something like that. It was like um was, Stifler it was Yeah, movie. I think it was it was him, but it was in another movie. I like a you made it sound like you watched like, like a documentary or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not that smart. <laughs> but that that's accurate, right? So this was a whole big thing, not even that long ago, mm-hmm. um, where if you guys had recurrent prostatitis, you would go to a urologist and they would massage your prostate, which is basically <laughs> a very firm rectal exam. Yeah. Um, and this is probably happening all over America on a very frequent basis. I'm like. <laughs> So, yeah, it's not something that's – I don't think it happens that much anymore, but the idea was that, you know, if somebody's kind of congested, (laughs) that you would somehow kind of loosen things up in their prostate. Now, um, you can definitely make secretions come out of the prostate by a firm, you know, rectal exam, Mm -hmm. Um, whether or not that's always associated with, you know, a formal um, climax, Mm -hmm. usually not. Ah, Okay. Um, so, like, a typical thing would be, like, you'd give somebody a very aggressive rectal exam and some secretions probably come out of their urethra, but they're not, like, having a, a full climax. Um, I'm, I'm sure people have climaxed from that, but, Whoa. You know. See? I was right again. Yeah. I'm right all the time on this show. All the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, wait. You know, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. the prostate is, like, basically the equivalent of the G-spot in women. It's, like, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at a G-spot under a microscope, it has, like, PSA. It has glands that make um, similar things that the prostate makes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Did not know. So, full so of information. It, it is an erogenous zone that can be stimulated the same. I mean, as you guys probably know, it can be stimulated the same way. Like, a vagina can be stimulated, basically. I know what I'm doing tonight. No, just kidding. Um. <laughs> Go get yourself a prostate massage. <laughs> I got a I got a question that I I promise you you've not heard before. Okay. Um and this came up listening to one of your recent episodes and you were talking about how you can extract semen post posthumously and oh, yeah. that can be used for pregnancy. So I I recently went boar hunting hunting for the first time in my life like 2 weeks ago. Um mm. and after you get the boar, of course, you have to field dress it. Now, the guy's instructing me as I'm doing it, and the first thing he has you do is masturbate the boar because he basically – I didn't tell you this. <laughs> no, you didn't So basically, me. after the boar dies, I guess all of its semen is released – just like when you die, your feces is released, and you have to you have to you have to get it out of there before you cut the boar open and contaminate the meat. So my question is: Is that common to all mammals? Like when humans die, does, uh, does their semen naturally release? Is, or when you're talking about extracting, are you having to go like way up in there to extract from the source? So you had to jack off a pig. I jacked off a pig. Nice. Okay, please continue. See that's the way. Like if you're gonna kill a pig and then jerk it off. You should at least jerk it off while it's still alive. It's like a final <laughs> thing to have on the... Like, that should be... That would be more polite. That should be, like... That should be the rule. Like, if you're going to kill a pig, you have to jerk it off. <laughs> I think that's... I think that's, that's fair. Not, yeah, I think that, that's actually an old Navajo tradition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So much... So much information. Please, uh, doctor, help us. 
I don't, honestly, I don't even understand how you were able to jerk off something that was dead. Like, I don't understand how that works. What, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying is, it's already. Well, he covered it. He, you know, he covered himself in oil. You know, <laughs> put on some nice music. No, I know how you do it. <laughs> Little Barry White, some Sade. I don't know how it leads to an ejaculation because you need an intact, like, spinal reflex to cause the muscles to contract to lead to the ejaculation, right? And if they're dead, mm. none of that's happening. Right? Yeah. Like, how does it? So you're saying that would not happen. Like, I, I don't know how you jerk it. Just admit, like, when you, jerk it, you actually. Face, you actually sucked it out like a snake bite. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will not admit to that. <laughs> gore, did it actually come? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it took like two pumps, and there there was quite Your a lip. lot of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it, it did. So after it was dead. After it was dead, it was dead probably for ten minutes before I did this. When it came, and, did, I, I, I don't. Okay. That's fascinating. I have no idea. Yeah, it was fascinating to me too. So you're saying for a human that that definitely would not happen. So if you have somebody, let's say you have somebody who's brain dead and they're on a ventilator in an ICU, uh, but their body is still like perfused with blood, so their reflexes would still be intact, like their spinal reflexes. Like if you walked up to somebody like that, they're considered legally dead, 100% dead, right? Like you don't have to get consent, hold a tube, that person is dead. But if you walked up to them with that little like, you know, triangle hammer that your doctor did when you were a kid to make your knee go... And you walked out to them and did that, it would work because what the spinal cord is doing has nothing to do with the brain. Mm. Um, so in that person, you could use the appropriate stimulation and get them to ejaculate post-mortem for sure. Now, if you have somebody who's like 100% dead, meaning not on a ventilator, not perfused with blood, like body's cold, right? That person, you walk up to them with a reflex hammer um, and, you know, I would have to confirm, like, what stage. Maybe initially in the first 10 minutes after death, the spinal reflexes still work. I'm not sure, you know. But if it was, like, far after death, definitely wouldn't wouldn't work. In yeah. those cases, what you do is you just open up the testicle and extract the sperm from the testicle itself. Okay. Hmm. Easy to do. Yeah, it, it wasn't like this pig was hard. It was just like, it was almost like milking a cow teat. Not that I've done that, but that's what it felt like. It was just couple yeah. pumps in it and it, it's like I, they didn't explain it scientifically to me but i felt like when when a person dies their bowels release so i assumed maybe when you die your testicles release but i guess that's not true so i don't have an explanation for it but it definitely happened wow and yeah, you no, and you own up to that i have to <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, it, it was it was awkward, especially with a coach leaning over my shoulder instructing me what to do. It was a little bit awkward, wow. but you know, I got the job done. When he finished, did you wipe it on your skin like Vaseline? Like, no, B, I didn't. No, damn, that would have been. Bad. All right, what about what about um? <laughs> World of sexuality had opened for you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you like question yourself now? Uh, no, no questions. I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, maybe a couple questions, but yeah. whatever. Um, what about this? This idea of, uh, I heard you talking about this as well, um, where a man will ejaculate. I've, I've never heard this before listening to your show. A man will ejaculate, but he doesn't have an actual orgasm. Like, there's no, there's no pleasure with it. It just happens. Oh, yeah. And, like, how does oh, that, that happen? That's a weird question. That was a weird question. Yeah, I, I, I had never heard of anything like that. That was kind of fascinating. What? What, what was, yeah, that was like a few episodes ago, yeah, this guy said he would orgasm all the time, but he, he would experience zero 
like orgasmic release, right? Right. Yeah, orgasmic anhedonia. Yeah. Anhedonia. That's what you um, called it. Which is basically where you ejaculate that you don't feel like you had a, you know, uh, orga- satisfying orgasm. Oh, that sucks. Um, yeah, it does suck. And, mm. you know, in terms of, um, I don't, that is just a very poorly understood phenomenon. But, you know, basically we're just lucky that we're programmed to kind of connect the, yeah, the, the process of, of ejaculating to uh, that intense pleasurable sensation. And, you know, for some people it doesn't seem that the two things connect. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Probably it makes some sense that it is just like a, a mental connection because I, I remember in like psych class in college they talked about like people get like brain injuries and all of a sudden they're having like orgasmic sensations when they just like touch a paper clip or something like that or mm. just like really just weird things. So it seems like yeah, you're probably right, but it probably is just like a, a, a synapse kind of connection in your brain that makes that a pleasurable sensation, but that could probably be jostled around and, and either go away or be triggered from something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, if uh, that just blew my mind, and that I mean, without the pleasure, if we were all affected with that, that would essentially lead to the end of the the human race. Really, I mean, the, mm-hmm. it's the 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 pleasure that's the the drive within us that motivates us to procreate. Yeah, but yeah, hmm. yeah, no, I know, and that's why it kind of sucks. I think that people kind of you know, there's just kind of this such a dark association for, inherently with with sex. Right and sexuality because that is what makes us exist. Right, and, right. And yet we've kind of like put it in this box. Oh yeah, this different than everything else. We're know? such Puritans in this country, and I, I don't know where that came from, but it's it's disturbing. Yeah, I mean, we're. I was talking about this the other day. If you, if you, you know, because I do a lot of one of the main things I do is putting in, you know, implants. Ooh. And um, if you have a guy who survived prostate cancer and he you know, is impotent from that, you know, if you want to put in an implant to, you know, restore his ability to have intimacy, you know, most, many, many insurance cover plans won't pay for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yet if you have somebody who had, you know, breast cancer and had a mastectomy and wants a breast augmentation, it's, I think, a law that you have to cover their breast reconstruction. And it's this you know, puritanical approach to, to sexual sexuality and sexual health that we've decided for some reason that allowing, you know, a cancer survivor to have intimacy is this kind of like evil thing that doesn't count as basic health. Yeah, it is. You know? yeah. And, and it, we're still there. It's totally basic health. I mean, that's basic mental health. If, if, if you're not orgasming, that's a, <laughs> mentally can, stressful. Yeah. You, if you are work in an office or any setting, you could always, spot out the people who aren't having sex like you could always say oh. something, something is not right with that dude over there who keeps you know banging his head against the wall or whatever yeah yeah and it's just like it's just health like it's not bad it's not evil it's just like it's just like our bodies are designed to do it like, oh yeah it's yeah i mean we we talk we talk often on this show a, a position i take is um i feel like prostitution should be decriminalized like it's two consent as long as it's two consenting adults uh, what what is the business does the government have telling us that we can't use our bodies however we want for pleasure and in exchange for money? It seems silly to yeah, me. I don't know I, how you feel no, about I that. I agree with you. As, as long as you make sure that the kind of you know human rights around that person who's you know selling the the, the sex item sure. are protected, 
yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see the moral issue with it. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the women, you know, doing nails and nail salons in this country have, have like, as very limited rights and, you know, have maybe have been involved in some sort of human trafficking also, but everybody kind of turns their eye to it. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's not naughty. Nailed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not about sex, right? And mm. it's, um, yeah. Do you got any more questions? Um, you know what? Last show again, because that's the last show, the only show I listened to. Sorry, I was I was pressed for time, folks. I listen all the time. My fault. He told me about it. I listen. Listen, I disagree with you guys on because you said something about pulling out, and I'm the master of pulling out. Okay, the pullout method works for me perfect because I'm like you know like basketball. I'm like James Harden. Like I got to step away. Like I fade back, or maybe you're just sterile. No. I'm I'm like I'm very no, fertile. I, I, I'm not against the pull-out method. That was like the only method of birth control I used for like ten years. Oh wow. Okay. Well, good. I don't know. Wait. It must have been Mo who said that. He said, "Yeah, Mo said that." I'm sorry. Do not admit to that. Do not admit. To that. <laughs> but yeah, it's I, yeah. Okay. Well, then I got it half right. I think Mo said something like, "It's not dependable. You have to just be good at it. You have to get like a plan. Like you have to step back. You have, and then you have to aim it, and that's it." That's my whole. Really, you take a full step back away from the majority. Like James Harden. Like James Harden. Watch. He jumps back. Yeah, watch James Harden. Looping three point shot. Sure. That's what I do. And I aim and then fire. You know, and sometimes it hits her. Sometimes it hits like a picture of my aunt, depending on what's in the room. This is the second time you made me picture something I didn't want to. (laughs) No, I think think it's just that it it is a very good method when you know how to do it right. I think you just have to be okay with the potential that you might get pregnant if you mess up. I, I don't know, like, what to say. I, I mean, I think, you know, if you, from, like, a as a physician, you know, like, I can't recommend it. I, I can tell to people, you know, this is a high rate of success, Sure, but you might mess it up, and you have to be prepared for that. You have to be, outcome. yeah. Well, what about the the pre-cum? Is that just a myth? I heard you could get pregnant from that. Yeah, I mean, pre-cum is, doesn't have sperm in it uh, technically because it's not real glam. But if you had sperm, let's say, in mm. your urethra, you know, from the last ejaculate you had and then you had pre-cum, you could theoretically wash sperm along with that. Um, so, you know, mm. that, that aspect is not 100% clear Um I think they've done some studies where they did show, you know, in men sometimes sperm in the pre-ejaculate. Now, it's not because pre-ejaculate makes sperm. It's just leftover. It's not washed along with the pre-ejaculate. It's leftover yeah. sperm. Yeah. Okay. That's what All it right. is. Yeah. But no, it should be like stop, drop, and roll. It should be like pull out, step back, and aim. That that should be a t-shirt. Yeah. Pull out, step back, and aim. Print them and sell them. Step back, aim for the aim away from the clitty clitty bank bank. There you go. <laughs> all of it into one masterful T-shirt. That. <laughs> and there you go. You brought it full circle. There it is. So guys, uh, yeah. that's about an hour. Um, why don't you uh, tell us about your show? Where we can find you, Mo? You're out touring. Give the people what they want. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. On the road doing stand up. You know, all my dates are at momandel.com, and um, our podcast can be found at the full release pod. Dot com and uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all that kind of stuff. Awesome, awesome, guys! This was this was a lot of fun, educational, a lot of fun. Jesus. Learned, I, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you, you turned me on a position here. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for your time. Um, yeah, do, uh, Dr. Ashley, you have anything to add? Uh, no, I mean most of it. So thanks for having us, 
And, um, yeah, tune into our podcast. And if you like it, leave us an iTunes review and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to do that right now. Thursday. Yes. Thanks a lot, guys. I love it. No, we enjoyed it. Thank you so much. You guys take care. Yeah. All right. right. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye-bye. We'll be back with more on The Dad Presents after these words. Yo, B. What's happening? You you notice how chill and sexy I'm looking right now? Uh, No comment on that. Well, you you notice. Don't pretend you didn't notice. Mm, Quite the opposite, (laughs) but what are you getting at? You want to know why I'm looking so chill and so sexy right now? Please stop talking and just tell me what what you're (laughs) It's me undies. I'm feeling good. I'm wearing me undies. I feel good. And when you feel good, you look good. Are we really talking about your underwear right now? I'm talking about my underwear. I don't want to talk about your underwear. Me undies are the best underwear you can get out there. And our listeners, we got a code for you. If you want some me undies, if you want to feel fresh, if you want to look good, go to meundies.com. Use the code word friend. Buy 20 for 20% off. That's a bargain at any price. So you, you said these are the best underwear you can get? Look at me right now. I don't want to. Look at me. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Go to MeUndies. <laughs> do what he said with the code. Get them. They're great underwear. That's all I'm going to say about My it. My nuts are so tight. I, I, you took it too far. And we're back. Another great interview. And I got to pat myself on the back because I was actually part of this one. But well really, done. really interesting folks. I mean, educational, the whole thing. We talked about dicks, talked about stuff that comes out of dicks, talked about sex, all that stuff that they offer. And it's a, it's a weird mix that he's a comedian. She's a doctor. They go together. Yeah. You, you know, know, I didn't have a chance to, to ask that one question, but I, I work in healthcare, And one thing that lacks a lot in the healthcare community, especially with doctors, is a sense of humor. And yeah. she was on point. Like her. And she's yeah. easy on the eyes. You got it. You see, this is where you mess up. I bring in cute women. You get a cute woman. We have to do over the phone. You need to work on that. Sorry, man. It's a problem. But thank, thank you, guys. Thank you, Mo. Thank you, Dr. Ashley, for coming in. And we'll have him in again, hopefully in studio, Maddie, next time. All right. right. I'll okay, work great. on it. All right. So now, stories of the day. Stories hey, of hey, our hey. life. Oh, Be- before we get into that, sure. can I address the elephant in the room? Um, I think he's talking about you, dog. No, oh, I'm, is, I'm talking about these. <laughs> talking, <laughs> hey, hey. Talking about these pants you got on. Oh, oh, yeah. These pants look like if Tonto was a gangbanger sure. and also gay. No, this is what he'd be wearing. Let me tell you, they look, they look like they, it's like that that gangbanger bandana. That's exactly right. What it is. It's red, but yeah, but you're wearing them as pants. They have a little American Indian flavor sure. and super gay. How you doing? No, what what these? Before are you stylish. answer, dog, how do you feel about these pants? They just straight up look like some gangbanger pants, and I wouldn't wear them anyway. Yeah, but no gangbanger would wear these pants. <laughs> There's no way a gangbanger. I mean, you would wear never them. know, man. You never know. They're trendy. nowadays because they're a little tight at the um, bottom. Yeah. yeah, so you know they're tapered and shit. Trendy so gangbanger. Look like some. Like skinny uh, khakis. That's it. That's what it like is. Like skinny pajamas type. And I not skinny jeans, but you know, skinny yeah. skinnies. I originally bought these for a pajama party, right? And then you know, but they're actually pants that you're supposed to wear out. These are not pajamas. So what then I thought, pajama party you going to? It was uh, swinging a, a gay American Indian <laughs> one. <laughs> Adults go to uh, yeah pajama party still. I know that. Well, it was like a Christmas. Everybody come in their pajamas, kind of thing. Whatever. I think, I think pajama party is code word for orgy. Uh-huh. Or you know, hey, we don't we don't talk, we whisper. Eyes wide shut. <laughs> but no, so I bought these and then it's like 
where would I wear these? And the only place, like, I would wear these out, probably, like, if I'm making a run, picking up. To West Hollywood? Or, no. Picking up my kid from school, maybe, quick, you know, because I'm the hot dad. I told you, I could wear anything. Yeah, we know. People we're, love me. We're well aware. I told you. So, I sort of, these are kind of like house pants until I feel the nerve, because not everyone's open-minded, like me, to where they can be free with their fashion. Like you, Maddie, you're, you're closed-minded. Oh, yeah. So, you have That's to deal me. with that. You have to wait say, are these people going to be ready for me in my red pants? And then you drop it on them. Why don't you wear them to the comedy show tonight and put your O.J. Simpson jersey on? <laughs> I do have an O.J. Simpson jersey. <laughs> no, that, that's that's a double negative right there. I can't. I, it's, and it's like stuff that you would never wear. A friend of mine got me an O.J. Simpson jersey years ago, and I'm like, where the fuck would I ever wear it? Is it USC or Buffalo Bills? Buffalo with the big Simpson on the back. Yeah. So where? why would I wear that? He bought you this post-murder? Post, oh, yeah. Post, way post-murder. <laughs> So I'd rock it. I mean, just, for, just like, for the reactions, I could see wearing on Halloween with like a knife and blood on my jersey. That would be the, a good Halloween. Uh, but there's no place you would wear that and feel comfortable. Where would I wear an OJ Simpson jersey? No, no. Your wife could go as uh, Nicole. Nicole. Yeah. yeah, the black, oh, wow. the black Nicole. Yeah, who's gonna be Ron Goldman? Unlucky Ron we, Goldman. We got to bring in our Jewy friend. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Just like we recreated on my birthday. Jay, That's right. Yeah. Jay Maddie could be uh, uh, Goldman. Oh, you could be Goldman, and but then, then his wife could be uh, Faye Resnick. Oh, that I would know be who good. That is. She's the uh, the coke like head that was a friend of Nicole who was doing all the coke. So right. like how she yeah. hangs out with, yeah, so, you know. <laughs> all right, so what we got? In we've the drifted. <laughs> what do we got? Way off course. Here. Bring it back, reel it in. I just <laughs> wanted to make fun of your pants. Thank you, and I, I like my pants. But anyway, um, stories of the day. This thing is like taking on fire, basically. This you guys see this Golden State Warriors game? Beyonce shows up, and the owner of the team, his wife, sits next to Beyonce, and Beyonce's between the wife and Jay Z. So the wife is leaning over Jay Z, or sorry, leaning over Beyonce to ask Jay Z what came out is, "Hey, how do you like your vodka?" That's basically what she said. She asked him. Um, and depending on how you look at the whole video of it, Beyonce looks upset or she doesn't, depending on what you take from it. It's hard to really tell. But Beyonce, who has a crazy fan base, went at this lady so much that she had to shut down her social media accounts. Her fan base did. Yeah. Her fan base went crazy and was like, why are you so close on Beyonce? Why can't you disrespect? Why are you going to disrespect Beyonce and talk to her man like that? Why All this shit. And this lady. But has Beyonce addressed it? Be, I, don't I don't think, think she so. has. I don't think she should. We, she probably should. She should say something. No. Yeah. She should say, she should say this wasn't it's, that big a deal. Yeah. Because the longer she lets it sort of fester, then that builds her crazy fan base but first of all though when you say this thing caught fire yes you're, you're talking about black twitter this is not this is not like a big i, I no. heard about this about 10 minutes ago no 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 it's national they're talking about it on espn like the, the yeah. reporters who covered it talking about beyonce and all this shit so it just highlights how dangerous social media is it's, it's, it's both successful the both the best and worst thing ever created is is what social media has become yeah and I don't think this woman's guilty. I think she's guilty of being a little excited that Beyonce and Jay-Z are there. Maybe she got a little close. Might, might happen. We don't even know for sure if Beyonce was mad. But Beyonce should say something, I think. They were the guests. Jay-Z and Beyonce were the yeah, guests. But she should say if she's pissed off. Because like, if she if it wasn't that big a deal, she should help this lady out. If not... Well, you know what? Mm -hmm. it, it makes an intriguing issue. you know. So she's letting her beehives just get out. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, fun and games. I think she's treating games. She's getting death threats. Well, yeah. I think she, Beyonce's games. treating it like that, though. Yeah, 
I think she should say I, something. I, I think the fact that Beyonce has not reacted might indicate that she was actually that irritated she, with this Yeah, woman. that might be it. And we don't know for certain that she did just ask about the vodka. That's what she said, right? Maybe yeah, there's more to the story. But, or a lime but or yeah. some shit. The, yeah, the bottom line is you're right. The the internet's a cesspool. Like, this is, this is kind of ridiculous. This is really... Even if even if Beyonce was mad and this woman said something, who, who, who fucking cares? Who cares? And then the thing is, at what point, even if you are irritated, shouldn't you say, just to help the woman out who's getting death threats, to say, hey, you know, guys take it easy you're my fans could you lay off the lady whatever but beyonce will figure it out well she, maybe just because the woman was wasn't black that i think that helps too and then there's also pictures of her like doing, if she was black mm, it'd have been a different story like, i think so maybe it wouldn't even made headlines and why, why does that matter it's not like beyonce's repressed she, well mean, no it, it with the good hair her yeah her her fan base i think would be less likely to attack a black woman who leaned over beyonce than but who knows you know what i think really they just see beyonce so anyone who threatens her or makes her feel uncomfortable they go nuts there's also pictures of the same owner's wife doing the same thing to rihanna Mm. <laughs> and Rihanna looks annoyed, but you really? don't know because it's just a picture. It's a moment in time. You don't know if she was pissed off or had hemorrhoids or bad day. You don't know what it was. So maybe pe- she's a close talker, like creepy Joe she, Biden. She might you be. Know? She totally might creepy be. Creepy Joe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else? All right. Moving on. More on how the internet and how media is basically dangerous. Um, we won't go so far into Robert Mueller because last it's been a while since we've been on the air. Um, Mueller, of course, comes out and he says what he said. Basically, there was never an, it, it, a chance that they were going to look at obstruction. If he knew that, well, and he didn't know that going in, and it's not his job to, you know, reveal his investigation. But for two years, our me, our friends in media all talked about this obstruction, the possibility of instruction. All for that two years, was, they were talking about collusion. Well, collusion. Everything. They everything. were talking about Donald Trump like he was a Russian spy. Yeah, everything. But. It just shows you the the dangers when you have to fill a 24-hour news cycle because very early on, Mueller sounds like he established that, that even if there was obstruction, and he didn't give a ringing endorsement to Trump, but he couldn't look into it. So there was no chance of that happening ever, but it carried on for two years. And that is another sign of media and social media and all that other stuff that's both the best thing and worst thing ever created. The one thing I don't understand is John Brennan head of the, was former head of the CIA. Sure. Him, as well as other people in the CIA and FBI, have been going on the news for two years and saying, and as recently as a, a week before the decision came out, that there would be an indictment, that Donald Trump was guilty, blah, 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 blah. Sure. Number one, there was no indictment, so how credible are these people? But more importantly, number two, Mueller comes out now and says the reason he didn't indict is because he didn't have the authority to indict, and mm-hmm. that falls upon the uh, attorney general. Sure. How the fuck? somebody's lying. Either John Brennan's lying or Robert Mueller's lying, and they both lied in the past. But yeah. for two years, they've been saying there will be an indictment, and now you're telling us you don't have that authority. Yeah. No, that, the thing, at the end of the day, all of this doesn't make any sense because nothing's going to happen to him before the election. And the Well, key- they might go with impeachment now. I hope not. No. I think it's going to be a, <laughs> just another distraction. Yeah, Trump just won himself another election. Yeah. If really. They, yeah, it just... Try to win the election. Do it the old-fashioned way, Democrats. Try to win the yeah. election. Focus on the election. Don't get wrapped up into another two-year assault on the media and everything else about, okay, now we may impe- Don't do that. Try to win the election. Honestly, the, That's the, it. the more and more I hear, like, I don't even know if the election matters. Like, you hear this about uh, more on John Brennan that Trump revoked 
his security clearance a mm. year ago, gave the order to revoke his security clearance because mm-hmm. he's no longer in the CIA and he's on CNN every day. Like sure. he shouldn't have top level security or even if he should, that's Trump's call. Mm. Trump made that call, but John Brennan still has top level security clearance. Mm. He told Trump's advisors to ignore the order. Now, if anything's treason, that's treason right there. You're, you're directly disobeying an order from the president. It just seems like all the people... The president, I wonder how much power he has anymore because it doesn't, it seems like whoever's the president, Mm. not a whole lot has changed in the last 20 years as far as the way we're conducting business. No, it's still not fixed, is what you know. But like I said, the most important thing should be the election. Please don't look at impeachment and all that other stuff. It's just going to be a waste of time. And just like there's a guy, a professor that has predicted the last nine um, presidential elections. Got from 405? He's uh, from uh, American University. I forget his name. Okay. But he's predicting that Trump will win if he's not impeached. Yeah, he's going to win. Yeah. So that's the important thing, Democrats. Focus on the election you need to win. Um, Sticking with politics and more sort of internet craziness. Uh, the oh, sorry, wait, I got ahead of myself. The yeah, no, I'm right. Okay, <laughs> politics and more internet craziness. We'll stick with that. Uh, there's a posted video of uh, Nancy Pelosi that turned out to be misleading. The video shows her kind of slurring her speech. Find out later that the video was slowed down. Um, it was posted on Facebook. Facebook outed the man who posted the video to the publication, The Daily Beast. People are up in arms about that, saying that he should not have been outed. It, you know, they violated his privacy. Facebook says, and supporters of Facebook also say that they have no such policy that they could basically they were w- well within their rights to reveal this guy. Uh, Jay Maddie, you brought this to my attention. What What do you think? I think all this stuff is getting super fucked up. Super fucked up the way that these th- these social media companies are basically utilities at this point. They're protected companies where they're not to be held responsible for anyone's opinion on there. Um, yet they are in. It seems like a consolidated effort kicking people off a platform, off the platforms right and left, and discrediting them and turning them into non-people. Now, in this specific story, this guy made a funny little video. Mm. We've seen a thousand Trump memes, a thousand Trump videos, a thousand Trump doctored things. Nothing ever happens to out this guy who is a conservative black man in the most liberal city in America, New York. Sure. It's messed up. Mm. It's messed up. And, and you know for damn sure if he made a funny Trump video... Nothing would have happened. So these, 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 talking about collusion, these companies are colluding together and taking away people's free speech and doxing people, which is dangerous. I mean, that's one of the, one of the policies of this company is that you cannot dox people. Mm-hmm. That will immediately get you kicked off. They disagree. And they mm-hmm. doxed this man. Mm-hmm. No, the, this is the thing. And, you know, you, you want to you appreciate Facebook and everything else because it's different and so on and so forth. But what it really speaks to, this particular issue, is that they've not come up with a way to regulate uh, social media. And, the, the, and there's people say, well, why would you regulate? Well, the problem is, is that if you wrote something in a newspaper and it was libelous, untrue, and you knew it was untrue, you go to court and be sued, jailed, fined, whatever. The same, the laws have not caught up to uh, social media, the internet, just because it's still relatively... Well, you're, you're missing something. These social media companies, they, they hold no responsibility for that. They, they, there's a law where they are not to be held responsible for libelous, 
material put on their website. So if you're going to ha- go after someone, you have to go after the individual. Well, some... Legally. Some, sure. Not by outing him. Well, you get into a gray area because now... The, it's not like, a gray area. Well, the, I nail his ass. the press is, you know, there's freedom of the press and there's always sources. And sometimes the source will leak information. Now, fa- Facebook, or at least one of the supporters I read, said that they were totally within their rights to give whatever help they gave to, uh, what is it, the Daily Beast. Um, what has to happen, because there's there's danger with these videos. If she's wearing a clown mask in the video that he edited. Of course, people will take it as parody and say, okay, there's Nancy Pelosi in a clown mask. That's funny. But when you pass something off as fact, and this works on both ways, if someone had done something about Donald Trump that, you know, uh, made him look like he was doing something and it was passed off as fact, then the same thing should apply to them. It's the same thing as being libelous. What about when NBC News, Sure, they edited the uh, Trayvon Martin footage, the, the, the 911 call, to make it look like uh, what's his name the 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 guy who murdered him what's mm. the, what's the guy's um, name uh, 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 the the guy um, the Mexican I, guy anyway yeah, yeah, they edited the nine one one call Zimmerman to make when they when they asked him I mean you guys know the story when they asked him to describe the man yeah he described him you know he's he's wearing a hoodie blah blah mm. blah 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 and then the woman asked what color was he and he says he was a black man mm. they edited out the question of her saying. What color was he? Mm-hmm. And played it that way to make it look more racist. Now, yeah, whether he whether he was yeah. racist or not, they edited mm-hmm. the video to present a false narrative. There, nothing happened, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, the, the, a lot of hypocrisy here. Um, this, I, I think this this video that was edited was a little bit of satire. That's how I, it came across <laughs> to me, anyway. But the point being, one of their policies is that you. If you go on the internet and dox some child or some woman out there, you mm. are immediately kicked off the platform. Sure. That's an infringement. They doxed this man. They mm. violated their own terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and going back to the Trayvon Martin thing, and I don't remember that specific thing, but... Yeah, because those yeah. kind of things, it, but, it was out there. But the thing is, is sometimes when you're editing in that particular situation, having worked in news or whatever, if you're trying to get a... A 35 second story into a 30 second slot you may cut a word out as long as it doesn't change the the meaning of what happened well it definitely changed it well no if if, if and again i'd have to hear the tape but if you all you're saying is is that she the, the the thing that was missing was the question and he still said what he said and the thing is i don't think anybody has a problem with him describing someone as being black he's a black guy the guy down the street i see walking down the street he's black i don't think there's a problem with that i don't think you lost anything in that particular thing i'd have to listen to the tape the danger with this particular case, talking about Pelosi in this uh, video, is that you get people who take it seriously, like Rudy Giuliani, Trump's lawyer, who then retweets it and says, what's wrong with Nancy Pelosi? He's, yeah. of course, since removed it. And <clears throat> Pelosi becomes a vis- victim because she is now thought of to be either she has something health-wise wrong with her or she has a drinking problem or a drug problem. And all that stuff is death as you are, are damaging to you when you're in elected office. So you're, you're, you're yeah. right in a way about that. Mm-hmm. But the way I saw this video, to me, it was obviously satire, number one. Maybe mm-hmm. Rudy Giuliani didn't pick up on that. Yeah. But the problem becomes if, if you feel the way you feel, you go after the man legally. You do not put his life in danger by doxing him to the world. He's getting death threats. All kinds of crazy sure. shit is happening to him. He might lose his job. Mm-hmm. These social media companies, 
I have a big problem with it. It's it's ramping up more and more and more. Number one, they're listening to everything you say. So the other night, my, my wife and I were having a conversation and I'm making a joke about my, the wrinkles in my, or she's joking about the wrinkles in my forehead. Mm-hmm. I say, I'm going to get Botox. The ne- 30 minutes <laughs> later, I go on Instagram. There's an ad on there. Oh, there's sure. an ad that I've never seen before for removing forehead wrinkles with this thing specifically <laughs> for men. Stuff like that happens all the time. So you know they're listening, even though they said they're not. Mm-hmm. They are coordinating with one another to eliminate people from their platforms, specifically conservatives. It mm-hmm. only seems to happen to conservatives. Maybe once in a rare moon, it's 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 a uh, liberal, but it's sure. almost always conservatives. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, then you ha- now have banks not allowing people to do business with them. Like uh, I think you're going to get to it later, but yeah. there's there's uh, Citibank or Bank, Bank of America. America. Bank of America mm-hmm. is not doing business with this company who makes automatic weapons. So they are freedoms are being stripped by these social media companies. They're turning people into non-people where they can't they can't even earn a living. We just had Steven Crowder. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. He's a conservative comedian who does a show and he made uh somebody from one of these liberal websites, Vox it was, mm. uh was trashing him, absolutely trashing him, saying some things that were untrue. Steven comes on his show then and uh, makes a joke about this guy being gay, which the guy is gay. He's not even in the closet. Steven Crowder gets kicked off of YouTube after this guy comes back and demands that he gets kicked off of YouTube. Mm -hmm. These, we have free speech in this country. Free speech is being attacked way too often and it's becoming dangerous. What happens when one of these companies decides to come after us because we make a joke, I make a joke about black people, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And you do it, it can happen. You do it every day. Yeah. That's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> that's my MO, right? So it can happen. Yeah. It's dangerous. No, both sides are dangerous because while the freedom of speech is always dangerous, it's also Nancy Pelosi's freedom to live as an individual who whose reputation is true to form. So go after him legally. Yeah. And the yeah, thing I is, would. if you go after him legally, his name is still going to get out there. Okay. Let it happen that way. You have okay. to set an example. Yeah. Well, so this doesn't keep on happening. Yeah, I think, like I said, the laws have to catch up to the internet, and I think that's where it is. But you were you were right on track there, talking about B of A. They've been accused of breaking a promise to stop lending money to companies that sell military-style firearms to civilians. Uh, and that was after the bank had agreed to provide critical financing to bankrupt gunmaker Remington. So just like continuing with that, the bank is it's kind of caught in between. They agreed not to provide the money. Now there's a report saying they did provide money. Now they're, they're basically going back and forth. Yeah. You don't see danger in that. And, and telling people they can't have bank accounts because we don't agree with the type of business you do. Well, it's a business and we talk about it all the time. Bank of America has a business. There's a difference mm-hmm. between a business like the banking industry sure. and uh, social media companies and a business like a uh, mom pop store who doesn't want to serve a customer. There's a difference. You're talking about basic like necessities of life, having a bank account, mm-hmm. being able to communicate. This is a problem. They can find someone will take their money. You can find another bank. But the thing is, bank- what about marijuana companies? No, nobody will take their money. Well, then you have to figure it out. The thing, thing is, is that everything you do comes with a risk. If you decide to go into that marijuana business knowing that it's basically a baby and it's in, in its infancy, then you're going to have to deal with what comes with it. If you are Remington and you make guns and you know that there is a certain segment of population that thinks you're in the wrong no matter what you do, then you have to deal with what comes with it. Yeah. Everybody's dealt a set of, hand, a set, set of cards. 
Bank of America is a business just like anybody else. They decide who they want to be in business with for their brand. For And you can bet that they've done the research to show why they shouldn't be in, in business with Remington because they're not going to do anything that hurts their bottom line for the most part. So something came back that said, this is not a good idea. Bank of America said, hey, we're not going to fuck with you. And now Remington has to find another bank. I just have a real problem with the way the left is going after free speech, going after people's jobs, going stuff like this. Now you have like Disney saying they won't do business in Georgia until these abortion laws are overturned. Like companies it's, are are it's within their right. And the the Bank Bank of America isn't the left. This is the finance industry. These are a bunch of conservatives. But right. That you're right. Yeah. You're right. Most likely, I don't know their personal politics. Most sure. likely they are conservatives. So yeah. that just shows you they're just they're they're pandering to the these loud voices on the left who are going on Twitter and and I don't think the majority of the population feels th- th- agrees with this kind of stuff that you should that you should be stripped of your right to post on Facebook or mm-hmm. you should lose your job because you make a joke somebody doesn't like or I don't think that's where America's at right now I think it's it's a it's a lar- it's a small majority making a lot of noise and companies are are bowing down to it because they think that's going to help their bottom line. Well, the like I said, I think they get research back that confirms what they believe. And whether it's pandering or whatever, they're going to do the best thing for business. And that's sometimes what it is. That's that, why that they're simple. itching to take the marijuana industry's money. Sure. But they can't do it because it's a federal law. Well, they can. Mineral, marijuana. Like but they are, can get in trouble. Banks are federally ran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why they can't do it. They can. They just don't want to run the risk. Uh, they, yeah, but it'd just be too much. Yeah. It'd it, just be too much. It, they, want it, they want marijuana to be legalized federally yeah. before they start doing it. Yeah, marijuana is a, a tricky thing right now yeah. because it, it's, it's legal in a lot of states, but it is still a Schedule One narcotic federally. Sure. So at any time, and Obama was doing this for a while, he stopped, but they were coming into California and going to marijuana stores and just seizing all the product and all the money and arresting people. Yeah, now that stopped. stopped. Now. Trump they, stopped it. That, he stopped it, but mm-hmm. they could change their mind tomorrow. Yeah. It's Mar- weird. He's not going to do that. Yeah. And just like we were talking about with the internet, I think because marijuana as a business is in its infancy, there are laws and things that have to catch up to that before it becomes a secure business a, a way a means to do business routinely yeah basically. it's gonna i guess it's gonna take a while to sort itself out but yeah, I, I don't yes. i don't like where it's at right now yeah it's gonna take a minute this stuff is all new it's all new it's coming um st- sticking with guns uh, white campground manager at mississippi lake has been fired after pulling a gun on a black couple she says the people didn't the two the black couple did not make reservations to sit at the lake turns out they didn't need any reservations so <laughs> you I know. can't believe this made the news <laughs> yeah, out well, of Mississippi. Well, I, yeah, I know. Well, that, I, that was the first thing I thought. It was like, first thing, move the fuck out of Mississippi. Yeah. But, Get your ass up out of there, nigga. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but yeah. Fuck that, you still doing in Mississippi. That's Mississippi. That, hap- that kind of shit happens in Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, this lady, I guess, has a husband who also, the, the campground manager, has a husband who also worked there who told the black people that, oh, no, you don't need a reservation. But, you know. The guns came can't, guns, guns came out. She didn't fire at them or whatever, but obviously there's a problem with her pulling the gun. Yeah, stories like this. Okay, so th- this woman's obviously a racist, bigoted a-hole. Sure. Either that or there's more to the story we're not hearing. But weird shit happens all over America, and I feel like stories like this become 
this is the first I'm hearing of it, but I feel like these get pushed into the news yeah. because the news loves to race bait. Sure. Um, this like is we not, do. This, uh, well, <laughs> I don't. I, I push back against it. I, I, I don't think we need to be hearing the story. There's always going to be some fucking stupid racist idiots out there. This isn't really news. Well, to be honest, the story never mentioned that she said anything about them being black. It but, just but, happened. But, yeah, but that's black that. It's black. Mississippi. She's, she's white. They're, they're black. black. That's the. That's the what they're hinting at. Right? Agreed. Yeah. No, I got you. And it, and Get she might not be a racist. Who knows? Yeah. That's the first le- yeah. lesson. Get out of Mississippi yeah. if you. And while you Alabama. Can. While you can. There shouldn't be no blacks in Alabama or Mississippi. Your anymore. dad was from Alabama. No, he was from uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Wait, My mom was from Alabama. Mom was. That's she right. got her ass up out of there like Harriet Tubman. Speaking about speaking about Alabama and 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 Mississippi and racism and um. And slavery. Yeah. Uh, Kanye was on oh, um, gosh, Letterman. Sure. And, you know, I love me some Kanye. Yeah. I know you do. And he brought up the 13th Amendment. And oh. he's brought this up before. And he's gotten shit on by, by his people for bringing this up. Mm-hmm. But I think he makes valid points. Yeah. The, the intention of the 13th Amendment was to abolish slavery. And thank God for that. We need to abolish slavery. But it offers in there a caveat that it's acceptable when a person is imprisoned and, and, and dog, I'd like to know doggy's corner, right? You did, you did a uh, 10 years hard time. Um, basically our prisoners are slaves. We, we put them to work. They, they have to have jobs. They make like 13 cents an hour. Is that okay? Does Kanye well, have a point? Yeah. Kanye does have a point. Um, especially in the state prisons. And when you're on like the chain gang and shit like that, and you're working outside, down south in the heat and the humidity, you know, and a lot of these other cats, uh, they work unicorn, but they get paid pretty well. They get paid over a hundred dollars a month in prison. That's good. Mm-hmm. You know, but, uh, shit, I was getting paid. Well, I was getting somebody else my paycheck, Jesus. but I was getting paid like, uh, like $27 a month to be an orderly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I would just, you know, give somebody who needed it the money, you know what I'm saying? To do my job. But, Kanye does have a point. It is slavery. It's modern-day slavery. Mm-hmm. Prison yeah, is modern-day slavery. It is. Yeah. Listening to the interview, that made sense. There wasn't a, some other stuff he said that made sense, and I can't be on board with everything he says, but that particular part of the interview made sense. I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah. Look, uh, he's right, because the amendment does actually say that slavery is acceptable mm-hmm. when when you're in prison, and that's a problem because we're putting people in prison in record numbers in world history for nonviolent crimes, which, mm-hmm. which to me that you're perpetrating violence against the citizens when you lock them up for something that's nonviolent. And now there's an incentive to do that. There's a profit motive. You have uh, prisons that are privately owned corporations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a problem. And these people are going to work for those comp- for those, those corporations for no compensation. Mm-hmm. That's slavery. That's a, it's that simple. That's slavery. So I think we need to rework this thing. And I applaud Kanye. Yeah, he's he's a little crazy. Sure, but he's you can't deny he's brave in some of the things he says. And you might you don't have to agree with him all the time, but he makes sense or at least gives you something to think about For on all these topics. Yeah. And I appreciate him pushing back. And I think this is something. This is, I've been talking about the private prison industry for a long time. I think this is something we need to talk about. Yeah, I think Kanye got influenced by Kim, his wife. Oh, uh, yeah. I, well, she can't escape deep, that. 
she's deep into prison reform now. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. she has it in her blood. And I'm happy for Kim. Mm-hmm. You know, because hey, Rob Kardashian was a beast as a lawyer. Sure. No. Yeah. You yeah, see yeah. what I'm saying? Her dad. Yeah. So Kim, hey, kudos. If mm-hmm. that's your niche or whatever, mm-hmm. push it. Yeah, man. look, man, Kim Kardashian. Um, She's getting motherfuckers out of jail. That's man. right. Like, like I, I don't watch a show. I don't like her. I don't yeah. respect what they do. But when you hear about shit, yeah. But she's making a difference in this world she right is. now. I agree. And and just because she's associated with Donald Trump, like anyone who has any kind of positive association with Donald Trump gets shit on. Like, let's look at what this woman's accomplishing. It's significant. No, getting some out of pr- uh, excuse me, somebody out of prison and continuing it out trying for to be nonviolent crime. Yeah, especially that. Yeah, especially. And I don't believe in getting them out for a violent crime. Yeah. But, but for a nonviolent no, right. crime, sure. Yes. She got her out. And now Shouldn't she's be there in the first place. Becoming yeah. she's becoming a lawyer or trying to become a lawyer. No I sure. gotta applaud that. And despite everything else you may hear, those two things stand out. And whether she's affiliated with Trump or not, it shouldn't matter. I, I want to take the bar, man. Yeah. How are you gonna go to court with Kim Kardashian in a little pencil skirt as yeah. your lawyer? You don't know that that's no, what she's doing. She's wear. not gonna she, do that. She'd be in some court. slacks. Yeah. She's gonna wear a suit. She's yeah. gonna be professional, but you'll probably still see that booty. Yeah, everything. Oh, that booty. You know the nice body. Yeah, you know, but like she's not still so into that booty. Because if you see her in a bikini, Somebody, it's, it, it's 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 morphed. It's morphed. She's she's got two little beanpole legs coming out of the bottom of that ass. It just it, you can it just looks fake. You know, it's fake. Like if if you got a nice round buttocks like some of our guests have, and uh, <laughs> you got some nice sturdy thighs propping that up, that's legit. When you see what Kim Kardashian has going on, it's just it's surgery. surgery. Yeah, I can let, do that. Let Kim do what she wants. Yeah, to Kim do. and Chloe. That's yeah, her business, but I'm not yeah, into it. Yeah, Kim and Chloe have been under the knife for the booty, and it's not as original as it used to be. But and Kylie, well, maybe. Oh yeah, Kylie. Yeah, and you know, but Kendall's happens. natural. It looks like it's coming out of their hips, which looks and their legs don't match. That's so what I'm saying. Get, their legs don't match. Don't match the thing. But anyhow, here uh, comes your daughter. We have guests. Oh. It's my daughter. Bring him in my iPad. And what does the iPad say on it? Oh, usually it says 2%. Now it's at 79%. That's good. She brings it to me full, which is rare. We appreciate it. She's going to the movies, everybody. All right. Enjoy. She's a fifth grader now. Wow. She's a fifth grader now. Okay. Um, We'll go on to the next story. Um, And we can play a little game here, but I'm going to give you a little intro. Uh, There's a golf swing coach, and his name is Hank Haney. And I guess... He, I don't know if he worked with Tiger. He may have. I don't remember. But anyway, he's a golf swing coach, and he's a commentator. He was suspended from Sirius XM's PGA Tour radio channel uh, after he made comments saying uh, they were not good against Korean people and uh, Korean female players on the LPGA Tour. And what I'm going to play, we'll play a little game, is when does this story become racist? When does, does, does his comments become racist? And you guys just tap your buzzer when you think it becomes racist. Okay, let me know. All right, here it goes. All right, here we go. Play it or are you going to read it? No, I'm going to read it. All right. When talking on Wednesday about the 74th U.S. Women's Open in South Carolina, Haney commented to co-host Steve Johnson, I'm going to pick a Korean. We'll win. I couldn't name you six players on the LPGA Tour. Maybe I could. Well, I'd go with Lee. I don't... (laughs) have a name or a first name uh, but i get a bunch of them right with lee i guess is what he's saying he went on to add w- what point does that s- statement b- become racist to you not yet not yet no doggy what about you um i'll go with lee yeah 
Uh, it, you yeah. know, just I'll go with Leah. Yeah. He should have gave the whole name. Yeah. And then he would have got past it. I mean, that's where, you know, it catches my attention. Sure. And for, okay. to his credit, about five or six Lees did play in that tournament. There you go. <laughs> okay. But the problem is, is and I'll back it up a little bit. I'm going to predict a Korean, which is fine. You could say that because, you know, just like in the marathon, there's people from what is East Africa. Uh, Ethiopian usually wins the mar- uh, marathons or whatever. That happens. Kenyans, you know, whatever. He says, I couldn't name you six on the LPGA tour. That's where it gets dangerous because he's saying, basically, I don't know any of these people. Michelle Wee. That's all I got. Yeah. She, she's a one. Is she sure. Korean probably? I think she is. Yeah. But yeah. as a matter of fact, she is because I think she spoke out against this guy. So when he tells you he couldn't name him, but then he goes, maybe I could. I'd go with Lee. Then you think he's just being an asshole. All right. That, that's where it goes. All right. But go ahead. Number one, you, you read us what he said. You didn't play it. I bet in his voice there it was a, a light joking tone. He was probably trying to be funny. That's I would imagine. I didn't hear good. the comments, but I would imagine that. Even if number it's one, funny, it's not That's good. number one. Number two, just because something is racial mm-hmm. does not mean it's racist. Yeah. What did he say here? What did he ultimately say? Mm-hmm. I'm picking a Korean. Yeah. Okay. So what he's saying is Koreans kick ass at golf. Sure. This is a not a bad thing. This, this is a, a good problem. thing. It's like, saying, good. it's like saying, who's going to win the dunk contest? I don't know, but I'm going to pick a black guy. Mm-hmm. You're not insulting black people. You're saying black guys are good at dunking. Sure. Right? Korean women are good at golfing for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It happens to be factually true. Yeah. A lot of Korean women win. So it, okay. it's racial. It's not racist. Now, if he said... Uh, She's gonna. I'm gonna pick a Korean, and afterwards they're probably gonna celebrate and eat some dog. That would be racist. <laughs> no, that would <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> now, by saying I'm gonna, I don't know six of them. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna say Lee. Lee. That's racist. <laughs> All right. That's racist. No, it's, That's not, racist. it's not racist because if you look at a Korean phone book, yeah, there's a lot of goddamn Lees. There are, but there All are right? also other Koreans that play. Okay, but it's factually <laughs> true. That there are a lot of Koreans named Lee, and it just so happens that there were six of them in this tournament. Sure. All right. So it's not it's not racist. It's racial. It's he's making a comment on race. Mm-hmm. But number one, the first thing is positive, and the second thing is true. So it's not it's not racism. As I've said many times, the definition is feeling a su- superiority over another group of people because of race. He yeah. clearly is not doing that. Yeah, when he says, if I didn't have to name a first name, I'd still get a bunch of them, right? Mm. True. He was, it's, it's true. But did he need Racial, to say not it? racist. No, he's trying to be funny. <laughs> it's trying not Trying to funny. be funny. And so that's why he got suspended. All right, if he says, what if he says, uh, uh, we're talking about, um, uh, let's say, SAT scores, and, okay. he, and he says... Who, who got the highest score in the country this year? Mm-hmm. And he says, I don't know, but I bet it was a Chinese guy. Is that racist? No, because Asian people typically do well in SATs. Okay, this is the same thing. Yeah, but then he didn't I take the extra... step. a little bit racist. Yeah, it takes an extra step when you go, I'm going to go with Lee. It, no. Because he's trying to be funny. He's trying to be funny, and that's, and that's, that's not, different, and it's also true. And he's not a comedian. <laughs> and It's not racist. And it wasn't funny. It would be racist if he, if he's, if the question was, uh, who are you picking to win? And he's going to say, uh, I don't know, but I'm picking black people to come in last place. That would be racist. Nah, yeah, Maddie. That would be racist because yeah. you're, you're talking about superiority. Giving, giving a race a compliment is not racist. I think it's a backhanded compliment. It's you're, how you're, is it backhanded? You're you're 
you're you may be complimenting on the on the front hand, but basically what you're saying is that I don't even know enough about them. But there are just so many of them. I'm just going to pick a random Korean name. Um, um, Yokohama. He, he's throwing a stone and ducking. Yeah, that's kind. It's kind of backhanded. Throwing a stone and ducking, man. Yeah, it's it's a it's like a dog whistle sort of. Ha ha. Wasn't funny. He got suspended, and that's and and he apologized. So there you go. Um, sticking with race because that's what we do on this show. And what about okay? Okay, go ahead. How about this? <laughs> he's not going to no. stop. All right, I, ask uh-huh. me who's going to win the tournament. Who's going to win the tournament? I don't know, probably some white guy. Is that racist? Mm, not, not really. No, here's what society's going to say. That's racist. What type of tournament? Uh, you're no, against, because against, be more specific. Against other, other uh, because, races. No, because you're, you're talking about golf. And you're, if he had said, if he had broken it down and said, look, I'm going to play the averages. There's six uh, Koreans, uh, namely. And I know that I have strong feelings that the Koreans are really strong this year. I'm going to say, just playing the numbers, someone, Lee, is going to, and he broke it down, that'd be fine. When you say some white guy is going to win, well, yeah, golf is predominantly white sport. Okay, yeah, chances are some white guy is going to win. I get it. He but took, nobody would say that's racist against white people. If anything, they would say you're being racist against the minorities no, in that tournament. No, because he didn't, he took an extra step. He went to, I don't know, he, he let you know. I couldn't name six of them. They're not even real people to me, basically. I don't know. I don't know anything about them. But I can tell you, Lee. But you you will admit he was trying to make a joke. Sure. Okay. And it wasn't funny. Okay, and it wasn't funny. And it, that it doesn't make it racist. Well, it was racially insensitive. It was racially, it was racial. Um, and I guess if it hurt people's feelings, it was insensitive. Sure. But I can't imagine that hurting anyone's feelings. Yeah, does him saying this? Do you think that legitimately hurt anyone's feelings? Sure. Michelle, we responded right away and was like, "Hey, this is offensive." Yeah, it it's offensive. uh... It's racially insensitive. Okay, we got to still work on Maddie's racially insensitive radar dog. He's he's not picking it up. Um, (laughs) We'll stick with race. And this is something we we mentioned previously on the show. We were talking about a lot of people were talking about black voices, white voices. Weeks ago, I said that black people do better vo- white voices than white people do. Maddie got mad. I we did our own white voices and black voices on the now show. This is racist, and I won <laughs> again. I was right. I did the better black white voice than what do you Maddie. Mean you won. Oh, everybody knows I won. That everybody knows, and everybody said Get that. The hell most out people of said that. Black people do better white voices anyway. And then I even forgot to throw in Richard Pryor do the, did the best white voice ever. Yeah, you fucking ain't right, buddy. I said Eddie Murphy, but I meant Richard Pryor. So anyway, there's a movie that actually proves me wrong, Maddie. Loquisha, the movie is, is I guess it's out or not out. It's, it's come under fire. And what it is is a movie about a white guy who can't find work. Now, that's a, a myth right there. But a white guy. Now, that's <laughs> racist. That's racist. Right? <laughs> Racist? Well, no, because I'm tell- I'm talking about your prominence in finding work. That's 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 different. Exactly. No, I'm in agreement. There you go. Whatever you just said. But he can't find work as a radio DJ. A job opens up, but these people are looking for a black female DJ. Somehow he gets a shot of this job using a black woman's voice. This already sounds terrible. And and wins the job. Gets the job. And so he poses over the airways as this black woman. He becomes a hit. As expected, this film has been accused of being racist and has been declared the worst film ever. And it's like this it's also been called this year's most reviled movie. Um, we have a clip, if I can very if you guys can give me a little time to before I find this clip, there it is. And we'll play it. Um, and you guys can listen to the trailer. Here goes. 
Okay. So he actually did a good job. He pulled that off. He is believable as like, a, like me. Like me. Not no. close to what you were doing, but he pulled it off. Um this I guess they aired this on that radio show, The Breakfast Club with Charlemagne and, and those people. Um what was funny, the black lady on the show, and I guess she's half black. Angela is Angela she is she half black and half Asian? I think so. Don't yeah, she she was offended. She says, that's not what black women sound like. And actually, it is what black people sound like. Charlemagne was more, I guess, open to the whole movie effort, saying that, you know, we make fun of everybody. I think the guy sounded is pretty much like a black woman. I think it's funny. But this movie... Well, he didn't is, sound like a woman. Well, he's kind Maybe of... Maybe a really husky black yeah, woman. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. But I think he pulled it off. So I may be wrong. There may be this one white guy who can do a, a black... Uh, accent, whatever that means, better than a oh, black guy could do a white one. I still think Richard Pryor's the king, though. So this sounds like a terrible movie. Yeah, well, um, I'd watch it. But, <laughs> you know, can't people just, like, we need to learn to laugh again. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, so the story is that this this is a racist movie. Like, they're clearly just trying to be funny. Can you just relax? Um, and on their end, making this movie... Uh, Seems like it was probably a very low budget movie. Yeah. So throwing in, they had to know this was probably going to catch some heat. Sure. Not a terrible idea because now they're you know all, any publicity is good publicity, right? Yeah. Especially, so whatever. But uh, yeah, we got to laugh. Yeah, I I think it's funny. Dog, what about you? Yeah, I think it's pretty funny. I think uh, he did a good job. Mm-hmm. So um, I think you should just leave him alone. Doug, what's the, what's the most ethnic name you've ever gone out with for a black girl? Uh, Rashida. Oh, Rashida. Yep. Rashida kind of like, you know. Yeah, Rashida is like good. Daishiki type Rashida. Yeah, I had a Flo Nisha. You remember Flo Nisha? Oh, I remember Flo Nisha. Flo- I had a Flo Nisha. Ah, yeah. Flo Nisha. Ah, yeah. yeah. And then. Uh, That's ghetto as hell. Oh, no, it was bad. Yeah, but yeah. Flo- well, I hope she's not listening. <laughs> but um, that, oh, if I'm thinking about it. That was ghetto as That's hell. ghetto as but, but then you didn't think about it because we were kids, and right? And brother's name and her name like is White. Flo- yeah. His name would have been White. But Flonisha, that's, that's up there. And yeah. oh, I actually didn't go out with her. We hooked up. This girl, Aquanetta. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, you did. no bullshit. You can ask. Somebody named their kid Aquanetta. Yeah. You, was Aquanetta a thing at that time? It it was, it was late. Yeah, Aquanetta had been out for 100 years oh by that time. God. It was like in the 90s. Her name was Aquanetta. Yeah, those parents should be locked up. I, yeah, it was, it was a tough one. Uh, yeah, I, I remember that. But yeah, those are my two ethnic names. Anyone out there who's been with an ethnic name, feel free to send us your most ethnic woman you've ever been with. That most ethnic ethnic sounding names. How, about, what? A, how about Amanda? Is that ethnic? No. White, it's white ethnic. Is that <laughs> that's, that's ethnic. your speed? I'm trying to think of an, an <laughs> ethnic name. Even the black girls I dated were had very white names. Yeah, and and Latinos. Stephanie, we, we want you too, Latinos. Tiffany, we, we want like a Marisol or something from Latinos or something. You know, like whatever an ethnic sounding loose or whatever. I don't know what it is with Latinos, but Rose, we want some Rose Monroe or something. How yeah, about something or, like or Trees? 
was Trees. Oh, did you go out with a Trees? And our, uh, yeah, I went out with Trees. She, that could be a black name. She was white though. Wasn't no, she was black. Oh, yeah. Trees. Yeah, I, I think Trees. Yeah, she was she Pat, Patrice or Patricia? No, or she was just Trees. Trees. Oh yeah, that's definitely. Oh, that's a nigga. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nigga. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> nigga, I'm taking you to jail if I pull your ass over. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. And you got a Trees on your motherfucking license. That's a problem. Yeah, Artrice. Damn, I'm impressed, Maddie. That's all pretty right. good. Um, we'll get to gay people. We I haven't talked about gay that. people all show, I don't think. Uh, well, Dog sort of insulted them, but... I didn't insult them. Well, you started to, and no, we saved I you. did Okay, never mind. Dog is for the people, folks. Yeah. He I loves am. everybody. Um, there's a straight... Have you guys heard about this? A straight pride parade in Boston where these people come out, and they're going to celebrate <laughs> the fact that they're straight. Oh, wow. And they're going to have a parade. And, Seems stupid, but and, whatever. And the thing, the first two things they do, this is the, the puzzling thing to me. The first two things they do. First of all, they name themselves the Super Happy Fun America Group. <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's the name of the group. That sounds gay. All right, man. That's what I'm saying. This this is, this they're just trying shit. to have fun, right? Yeah, that's the gayest shit ever. And then they, pretty gay. Then they top it off by naming Brad Pitt as their official, official mascot. Oh, he gets gayer. That's pretty gay. Yeah. And then they, they Brad Pitt is like, no. I don't want to be a part of this. Okay. And then they go get uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, who's actually, you tell me, is gay. Yeah, he's super gay. Now, how, <laughs> come on, how big was this parade? Like 11 I, people? No, it hasn't been planned. It hasn't happened yet. It's ha- it, supposedly, they got their permit. This, this sounds like somebody on Facebook. The city is not, no, bit. the mayor of Boston is like, the city will not block the permits. We are going to allow this to occur. Well, of course. You yeah. can't block it. No, you got to let it happen. I think it's just for white supremacists to find another oh. way to get a... Yeah, rally. they are tied. There are. Wait a minute. People. Wait a minute. Time yeah. out. Yeah. When when gay marriage did not pass in California, it was because of black folk, not because of white folk. Probably. Yeah. It, white people. You cannot make all um, all uh, phobia, racial phobia, gender phobia about white people. Yeah, you're right. not a white people. Though. No, a lot of black people, predominant, probably a lot of them from the church, where yeah, they like Christian. Yeah, they like to be gay and private in the yeah. church, in the black church. We, we we like our gays private in the black church. But, yeah, they did come out against, uh, I think it was Prop 8 or whatever it was. And, yeah, but I'm just trying to figure out what this parade is going to look like. These straight people, just a bunch of people doing missionary. Here's the thing. This is like like, uh, priests who start molesting little boys. Yeah. If you're... Putting a parade together, yeah, you're gay. Yeah, that might be. You're gay. gay. That's the first thing I do if I this, was gay. I mean, a parade is the gayest thing you can do besides fucking a man in the ass. Yeah, these these this straight pride parade is being run by a bunch of closeted homosexuals. Yeah, he's got a point. No, but you know, look forward to Boston. I guess it's coming. I want to say they said it was coming this summer, but it, it's in the wake of, of course, this is Pride Weekend, right? This is a Pride Weekend this week, right? Yeah. All right, I got that reminds me. I got to get to my Pride meeting. This but, seems like a, a bunch of oversensitive people or people trying to make a joke, but but here's the, the thing. Making Milo Yiannopoulos a part of this, mm-hmm. he's a super gay man who's sure. also very conservative and he's a bit of a provocateur. Yeah. I think what a lot of this stuff is is just like pushback, mm-hmm. right? Like, if if it's ridiculous, start there. But if gay people can have a parade, why can't straight people? Yeah, you know I mean, like, I get why can't they do it if they want to? Sure. I'm just trying to figure out where straight people have suffered or something. Like, is there some, like, we're uniting for, or we're just celebrating the fact that we're straight? Yeah, that's crazy. Just yeah. have a parade. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm with everybody. it. I'm with it. Yeah, just if have a straight, parade. straight, have your parade. Yeah. Life is a parade. I think, are, are we done here? Folks? What about a white pride parade? Oh, oh shit! It gets different because, it, it, like I said, it's all in the marketing, and the messaging. 
because white pride has taken on a whole nother. Now, if you repackaged it and said something else, then I think it would probably get more ears. You know, it just. I mean, you got Irish pride, right? Nobody really has a problem with that. No. That's a a flavor of white pride. Yeah, that's because white people fuck everything up for everybody. No, just just kidding. Have you ever been in an Irish bar? Yeah. Doing St. Patrick's Day? Oh, it's a good time. It's a good time? Yeah, it is. So you didn't get your ass beat? No. Drink drink green beer, all that. Everybody loves me wherever I go. The the Irish were actually slaves. That's something that doesn't get talked about a lot in this country, but they were enslaved when they came here. I've heard that as well. Yeah. I mean, how many years ago was... A long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was at the same time... It was happening at the same time as uh, black people being enslaved. Yeah. I've never yeah. heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard it. it I, How many did it have? Like 10? Yeah. Was it for 400 years, though? No, man. They were... They, it, <laughs> it was a thing. It was, it was a thing for like... They were slaves for like five minutes, then did somebody they, realized they... Did they, they hang were, them and shit? <laughs> I mean, let's... Yeah. let's, 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 let's I'm not, let's, I'm not let's equating it. Let's open this up. I don't... Yeah, let's open... I want to open this shit up. I don't, I don't have all the details or facts, so I'm not I'm not equating <laughs> it. I'm just saying it yeah. is a thing that happened. Let's they let's were oppressed people. Yeah. Did they take their names and their religion... <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Let's let's read did up on it. Force them on the boat. Let's yeah. read up on it, and we can have a discussion about did it they, next show. Did they throw them off when the boat got too heavy? <laughs> they might. They may they have. Might have. Did they sell them? Oh, that's another. Yeah, they're, they're slaves, I guess. Yeah. So no, you know what? Everybody's homework. All of our listeners, look into that Irish slavery thing. Yeah, please, and help us out. We need to know more about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've covered everything. Good show. Moved along. Got a lot in. Got Thank you, Doctor Ashley. Oh, doc- and Mo. Don't forget Mo. I mean, that's indecent. The guy. That's his woman. You're gonna go after her, and while we talk, I didn't. Him. I you just, had you to went, complete the sentence. No, you did. You paused. You said Doctor Ashley, and then I was about to remind you. Like, oh yeah, and I'm Mo. just reading it off their website. It's yeah, Doctor Do- Ashley, and, and then Mo. it's like dot 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 dot, and then it's Mo. Yeah, yeah, right. Bullshit. Um. Anyway, uh, Doggy, you have anything else to say? No, I love all the listeners, man, and you guys keep being that J, Maddie, and B. Always. And I appreciate you guys. Indeed. Maddie, tell them where to find us on our platform. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Dad Presents. Please go to iTunes and search for The Dad Presents and give us a review, people, please, if you like us or you don't. Yeah, either way. You don't care. We're open. Anyway, folks, until next time, take care of yourself, take care of your kids, take care of your family. We will be back soon. Peace. Enjoy. Peace.